Hello, my name is Jorge. And this is Viv. And welcome to this week's podcast. Uh, this week we have uh, two of my good friends here, uh, Chung. Hi, my name is Chung. And Kev. Hello. Uh, so, before we get started, let's talk about how your weeks went. Um, I guess I can go first. I caught the flu this last week. I tested negative for COVID, luckily. But um, it was the flu, so I was out the whole week, pretty much at home. I recently got a 3D printer. Well, not recently. I think it was Black Friday on a 3D printer. But pretty much this whole week, my 3D printer's been running nonstop. I'm going ham yeah. with this 3D printing. Because yeah. I'll, like, I'll work on, um, like, my work stuff. And then at the same time, I'll have this thing printing the whole time. And I'm just, like, finding things to print. I actually have this site. I was going to show you guys. Um, I actually totally forgot I was going to show you guys. I this. swear that little paint thing that I showed you, you can print it on this 3D printer. Like, it's what, tall enough. What thing? The litho, litho paint? Oh, litho paint. Yeah, if you guys don't know what litho paint is here, it's, uh, it's pretty much like, I think, a really thin... Litho paint. L- really thin layer that you put, like, behind a light, mm. and then it creates, like, an image. So, mm. is, what's it called? Like litho, litho paint? Litho paint? Yeah. So, like, if you have, like, an image like this, I think you can post-process it, and then yeah. you can get that into like a model where it's like the base layer is thicker and then the rest is like thinner and then it'll essentially a 3d photograph and it yeah. looks like a photograph after you shine some light through it which i thought was interesting and i showed yeah. it to jorge and i said maybe <laughs> well i was just thinking like the size wise it's gonna be, be kind of weird what was the most recent thing you printed uh i a printed rhino? <laughs> two rhinos for joyce rhinos. yeah so joyce wanted it for i think it was for her school project or something like that so she wanted that so i printed for her but okay so this is what's it called Celts 3d so like you can print some crazy shit so for example like recently i also printed some 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 ghibli stuff for her so you just search ghibli they have all this stuff you you take the model you learn it's how to do f- it like okay some of these you have to pay right oh, so like this one's like four yeah. so if, if anyone's wondering we're just browsing Cults 3D, C-U-L-T-S 3D, 3 as in the, like, the number 3, uh, dot com. And then there's a bunch of models. So, like, these are, like, cookie cutters and stuff if you want, like, to make, oh like, God, Ghibli so cookie. Yeah, so I actually made her an Elmo cookie cutter that, oh, shit, that she might, wanted. Oh, shit, I'm going to do that. Um, there's, like, hilarious. So there's a naughty section of this site. <laughs> Is all it's exactly stuff? what you think all it would dates? be. All all oh, salads. wait, wait, hold on. I have to log. I have an account. Oh, you're log in. Only 18 plus. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll show you again. This is hilarious. I was browsing with the choices or the other day. We are like, oh, I, I was like, I wonder what this whole section's about. So I looked into it. I was like, oh, my God. These are the best gifts ever. Oh, like, my I, God. I just print these for, our, like, our friends as, like, birthday gifts and you shit. You should. Like, can you sort by price and see what the... There's a titty uh, mug. Yeah, uh, There's a pen holder, but oh, yeah, the can. pens wait, go wait, inside wait. somebody's anus. So, like, I was thinking... Oh, actually, you can't. So, like, the most popular <laughs> ones I know for sure are, like, these ones. Like, what the <laughs> <fuck>? <laughs> It's like a pen holder where the pen goes into the ass. Yo, what the... I think I've seen those in Japan before. Dude, yeah. so, like, okay, so, like, most of these you have to pay. Like, this is, like, a dollar seventy. To be honest, I would pay $1.70. Like, buy this, print it, because, like, I have a printer, right? Like, this would probably take me, like, eight to nine hours to print. Like, a model this size, mm. if I... If I'm imagining the scale properly, will take about that long, okay? Mm-hmm. And then so, but some of these are expensive. Like like these these dildos are like five bucks each. That's so creative. And like ten inch dildos, two eighty three. Oh my god. And then some weeby <laughs> shit is like Ghost in the Shell, twenty two bucks for the model. Yeah, those weebs, dude. They'll right. 
pay <clears> but as soon as you have the model you can fuck with it as much as you want because uh-huh. it's your model now right no, oh not my yours, god but, like, you paid for it right so there's, a, there's a fucking there's turtle a, and instead of the turtles turtle. it's just a dick and then there's big ass balls yeah, on there's, his neck there's Jessica from, from Rick and Morty <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so anyways that wasn't like realistically I was on here looking for like random shit for Joyce and stuff like like for example I was trying for to Joyce, find her hey? <laughs> I was like she wanted a rhino I so, I, so, I, a week. so I so I printed her this, this rhino here which That's is pretty so cool cute. And all these things. So, so I've been like addicted to like just printing random shit and like that one rhino. I know it's supposed to look minimalistic, but it looks like a piece of shit. It literally <laughs> looks like a turd. <laughs> but yeah, so pretty much this last week, I've been just working, uh, like work from home type of thing, because I can't go to the office. Uh, I think work's expecting very little from me this this last week. I'm like, oh, he's sick. Let's just just, just kind of whatever. It, it, I I was a bit more tired this week than normal, but um, like that was about it. And then. I've been printing a bunch of shit and painting a bunch of shit and like upgrading this. Like I've been like seeing ways to upgrade. Like for example, like if you guys know, if you guys are familiar with the Creality Ender 3 V2 printer, that's the one I have. Um, this spool used to be up here and now it's on the side so it's easier to feed and all this stuff. I have like two different oh. colors now. Oh, yeah. So like I, I've been like doing mods on this guy. Um, and I also watched a lot of shows so I don't know if you guys are aware but there's the new Dota season. Uh, the, on Netflix yeah yeah I saw I, I, don't know, like, I didn't even finish season one yet I just, I just binged it I just had it on while I was doing other shit and then uh, do you guys watch Ozarks oh I heard there's new episodes out the, nope. n- the new seasons out. oh so okay so okay this is a show about drug dealers but I was kind of <laughs> cheesed about it because I was watching it and it said like I knew this was gonna be the last season like this is like what they've all been mm-hmm. speculating this is the last season so watched it, and then I think there's only seven episodes, and then I was on episode uh, on episode seven, and then it finished, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, stay tuned to season four part two. I'm like, oh fuck you God. guys! <laughs> when you guys say it's the last season, just make it the last season. Like it's like a- Attack on Titan, right? Like the name of the season for Attack on Titan yeah, was, was literally the last, last season, season, right? Part one. Yeah, part one. I was like, oh my Stupid. God! I was like, stop, guys, stop milking us. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is pretty much my week was just just doing a bunch of my hobbies and stuff like that and work. So that was my week. Uh, let's throw it over. Chung, how was your week? How was this last week? Nothing, nothing new for me. Just work. That's about it. Work? Yeah. Okay, well, well, we'll get a bit deeper into your work, yeah. I guess, in a bit. How about yeah. you, Kev? Uh, same, pretty much work, waiting on insurance. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, you, you, want, you want to talk about that now? Yeah. So, uh, I'll, I'll give everyone the backstory. So, recently, Kev got a new house in a un, in a undisclosed area. Yes. <laughs> and then, uh, I think, how soon after you moved in? I think two weeks. So, two weeks after you moved in, someone broke in. <gasps> yeah. And stole, stole a bunch yeah. of shit. Oh, wait. Yeah. I, 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 think I, I, I talked to you a, a yeah. bit about it already. But, yeah. So, he broke in, stole a bunch of shit. Like, really annoying. Like, I think your car... So yeah, he they broke into They stole your car? Yeah. So I was upstairs sleeping. <clears throat> like it was like 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. I heard the window just, like get smashed. And all of a sudden he's up he's up into the house. Oh my so god. I'm like, oh shit, I need to call the cops. I lock the door, call the cops. And he's just rummaging through my stuff. Steals my computer. And then goes up and steals my car, my wallet. Like your whole car? Yeah. Oh he's, my god. He leaves with my car, yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, well, it's crazy because like I thought... 
if you called the police and said someone's in my house, yeah. that they would, they right would be there like within five yeah. minutes. It was my they thought. They didn't come? No, they, they took like 15, 20 minutes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I was so cheesed when I heard about that too. Oh, I was like, what the so fuck's mad, yeah. wrong yeah. with these people? Like, like, so lucky like nothing bad happened to you physically because yeah. like like as shitty as inconvenient it is those are like things right yeah. like better than you getting hurt those yeah. are still things yeah. at the end of the day but still I'd be so cheesed because I'm like I could have potentially like got hurt here like yeah. very very yeah bad. and you guys didn't show up like you're not to like be too harsh on them but you're still this is, like, this is your job like this is what you we the taxes pay you guys yeah for, right yeah Less luxuries. So you're still dealing with like getting all that stuff back. Oh in. yeah, insurance is crazy. Oh fuck that. Oh, like, do you have to like prove like, this stuff? Yeah, they took like. So right now it's all proved. Who's insurance took, are you with? TD. Oh, mm. It took like three, four weeks. Like yeah. first like two weeks, I was just kept calling them, no answer yeah. or anything. Oh man, so uh. Even with a police report, right? <clears throat> yeah. Like, well, I'm sure you have that 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 is a detective or whatever his card too, right? You're yeah. Like, yo, you can talk to this guy. Like, there's no lies here. Like, yeah. he saw it. He knows the boy. Yeah. Too, right. Uh, that's, yeah. that's so. Well, so the crazy thing is, we were hanging out there yeah. the day before. So we yeah. were hanging Holy out there shit. literally the night before. Like, we left. I went to bed, and then I got a text in the morning. Yeah. Like, oh, this shit happened. I'm like, <gasps> yeah. What the fuck? I was like, that's. Crazy. Imagine if you guys were still there when that guy tried oh, to break dude, in. I, I would be so pissed. I'd. I, I, I don't even know how I would react yeah, if I was hanging it's out. It's a shock. Yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. You're just in a state of shock. Get right? the fuck out. That's <laughs> fucking crazy. But the, guy, the guy got caught, so... Yeah. Oh, he got caught? Yeah, he got caught. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. He used my car to try to rob other places, though, too. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, so I was tactical. saying, so, like, Kev works for Intuit. Yeah. And I was just going to say, like, if they took that stuff... Dude, like instant fucking security yeah. task force SWAT. Yeah. Team. Like if I was a, if I was a computer pro, like or if I was a company that specializes in, in like making codes and stuff like that and those online services, like that's one of the most important thing is is, is your data, right? Yeah. Like, I'd fucking make a task force just to make sure none of that gets leaked, right? Yeah. So the, yeah, the first thing he threw out was laptop. Oh, he probably had to. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> he saw it. And he's he like, knows. You know, yeah. yeah. That's this one time crazy. when I was coming home, the front door was left wide open, and I thought somebody also broke in, and I was, uh, I don't know why, it's pretty dumb. I was the only one there, and I thought, oh my god, but our stuff. So then I went through, through the whole house with, like, a knife that I grabbed from the kitchen. I don't know, like, if I saw something, I would obviously be so scared and, like, run, but I don't know why. I just thought, let me see if any of our stuff has been taken. And I went around the house, I also called the police, and when I called the police, they were like, so no one's there right now i was like no well i don't think so because the front door is wide open the whole house is really cold but someone could be upstairs like i don't know and then they were like well it seems like you're not in any imminent danger oh, so what? can you call back tomorrow morning what if there was i was like just what hiding? are you serious okay so that's what i learned the most because when when that happened to me and i think you guys i'm not sure if you heard the story before but when uh there's this one day I was working out and I came home and no one was home. The alarm was set, luckily. So whoever last left set the alarm. And oh, yeah, you told left. And then I went home and I would normally park in the back. But this time I was like, okay, I'm going to park in the front because I'm going to go later. So like I don't have to park in the back and I'll just go out, right? And then as soon as I went to my front gate, I opened it. And then I heard a bang on the back gate. So I was like, 
oh, someone must have like just dropped something off and they're leaving now. So I went in and the door was open and the alarm was going off. And mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck's going on? And then I like in closer inspection, I first thought, oh, my aunt probably just like went in and she forgot to turn off the alarm, mm-hmm. or she just went in to grab something. She's gonna close the door real quick, so then the alarm will like re- reset kind of thing. But on, on closer inspection, the frame was like off my door. Like, yeah. Like my door frame was like broken. And I was like, what the fuck? So I called the cops like right away. And I was like, uh, someone broke into my house. My door's broken right now. And I'm outside my house. And they're like, are you in danger? And then I instantly <laughs> said, I like, are you in danger? I was like, I don't know. There might be someone still in here. Please come. And then someone came like within five minutes. What? Yeah, someone was there within five Did minutes. Did you sound like a Caucasian person? Is that why? <laughs> <laughs> so like a Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, someone's uh, in my a, house. There's a black guy walking in the park. Uh, I'm not too sure. Don't worry, ma'am. I'm right outside your door. Oh god. So then they came, and then they went downstairs, and they just, like, in- inspected to make sure no one was there, and then that was it. Oh, I was so disappointed when I called the cops and I yeah. heard that. But it was crazy, because, like, I was, like, thinking, like, what if what if I came through the back that day? Yeah. Well, yeah. One, I would have saw the, where the car was, and I would have parked in front of been like, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> and then they would have just, like... Like did something right? They had to do something because yeah. I'd be a witness at that point, right? But luckily, I was going through the front that day. But I was like, "Oh man, that's fucking crazy!" But what I've always learned is that you always have to say like, "I'm in danger" or something, yeah. and yeah. they'll for sure come. Because I remember one time I, I I got into a car accident and then like someone t-boned my car, uh-huh. like someone ran a red and t-boned me. And it was really cold out, and then I was calling the cops. I was like. Because I I remember like if it's over X amount of damages you have to report yeah. it to the police or yeah. something like that right so two I, grand right some some number like that so I called them and then I was like I got in a car accident and uh, I need someone here because it's like over X amount of damage but that was like a, it was a really cold night it was like a yeah. minus forty night right and they're like um, is anyone hurt and I looked around and I asked the other guys like oh they're not like they they weren't hurt I wasn't hurt like. I was sore, but I wasn't like impaled. So I was like, "Ah, uh, no, not really." They're like, "Oh, can you uh, call back in the morning about this?" I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> all right, dude." Call back in the morning. I was what? like, "Okay, <laughs> I guess this is life now." I'm decapitated right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, out. just kidding! Looks I'm like the guy's like broke. Kick him on the spot. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what I've always learned. I was like, you gotta fucking, so you gotta say you're like in danger, and they'll be there asap. Like, like I don't know if you guys ever watched the episode of South Park, where it's like, um, <laughs> there's like the cable guys. They'll be like, we'll come between five to seven, and it's like noon, and they're doing all these chores and random shit, and they come at like eight p.m. or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> I feel like it's like the cops are like, oh, just, you know, still finishing their lunch and something like that. <laughs> when you call, and they'll be, oh, we'll we'll come when we're done it's our lunch. It's not that bad. <laughs> That's how I imagine. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, Kev, other than that, anything anything else going on? Like other than oh dealing goodness. with insurance and stuff. Are you are you staying at the place now? Or? No, 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 yeah, still, still with parents. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, but soon I'm I'm, I'm imagining. Nice. They said yeah. two to three weeks to come fix it. <laughs> Oh, so after that gets fixed, then the yeah. okay. Oh, it has to get fixed like after you're done the case or the claim. Uh, yeah. So the, they'll come fix it, <coughs> and then the claim will be complete. <coughs> I see. I see. Yeah. But you can't live there in the meantime. It's like it's his his doors like busted, right? Yeah. So, like oh. it'll, it'll be messed up. 
Did they did they like our temporary fix or did they put yeah, something they else board, up? Yeah, they boarded oh, it. They up. boarded it up properly. Oh my yeah. god, your house looks so ghetto now. Yeah, it? yeah. Your neighbors I'll, are gonna depreciate it already. <laughs> yeah. Your neighbors are gonna think you're some crack house. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh my god, this guy literally just moved in and they're boarding his walls already. Yeah, like like I thought you had a door homes. yesterday. Yeah, so yeah. When people come look yeah. at the show homes like, what the hell? <laughs> my neighbor is moving in soon, and then they will come and see. It's just boarded up in the back. Anything else going on? No, 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 too too eventful though. This week? No, no, same old, same old. Working stuck. out, eh, working. Not. Oh my yeah, gym's your gym's at, your gym's half there. Yeah, my gym's at my new yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh damn, that sucks. Yeah, he has a, he has a sick home home gym setup. What? Yeah. How sick is this? What well, he's have? gonna get the cable machine. Yeah, soon, right? functional trainer this this year. So yeah. I have a rack, bunch of free right. weights. Like all the weights. Was he the one that you borrowed all the weights from? Yeah. Oh shit! She has like a lot of weights and stuff, and I a lot can of. I see you have a lot of weights. Yeah, 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 I use yeah. your weights too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about you, Viv? How's your week? How's uh? Um, it was alright. Mostly worked from home every day. That's pretty normal. I had volleyball on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, as usual. You're still crazy schedule, like working all six a.m. Yes. And shit. Fuck you. It's been that. so fucking tired. But then I started doing this thing where I would take um, a cold shower in the morning. Instead like of relying, after you work out, like or? before, so that I can wake up. Oh. Instead of relying on caffeine or coffee or anything. Does it help you think, or? It helps. It helps. Mm. It helps wake me up, and then after I'm up, I'm like, all right, let's just get the shit done. I woke up for a reason. I always remembered uh, when I was in university, I'd always swim in the morning. Mm-hmm. And the shitty part in Edmonton is that it gets really cold outside, right? So, just walking outside was actually quite cold for me already. Yeah. So then when I get to the pool, like the pool is actually usually a pretty cold temperature, but when I get in, I'm actually, it's actually warmer than me. So it feels warm, but it's like actually really cold temperature. Like, you know how when you get in a hot tub, it feels actually warm, right? That's the same feeling I get when I get into the pool and start swimming, but that's not because the pool is warm. The pool is actually typically cold because it's like a Mm -hmm. competition pool. Mm -hmm. So it's a bit colder. And then I'll get in and I'm like, oh, this is nice. And I'm like, oh, fuck, this shouldn't be nice. (laughs) 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 It's like, this should not be nice. Uh, okay, so this week's topic, we're talking about programming. So we got three programmers in a room, uh, and me. Uh, I'm just the lowly engineer here, guys. You programmed, right, in, for engineering? Uh, this reminds me of the Big Bang Auto Theory. Or something. <laughs> and well, now they're okay. always like, hey, like, doctor, doctor, and mister. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, wasn't Howard only like a master's in engineering yeah. or something, and everyone else? And they're was, always joking about yeah. his engineering degree. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I guess we'll, we'll talk about... Everyone's experience in it and stuff, where you're working on and stuff. So, okay, I have relatively limited experience. So, my programming experience comes from school in mechanical engineering. Um, mostly what we did was just, like, simulation type of things. So, for example, there's, like, Bernoulli's equation or whatever. We would turn that equation into approximation, uh, use it for specific conditions, like boundary conditions, things like that, to create, like, a model or a simulation of a physical parameter, right? Uh, so that's like, in my opinion, that's actual coding. That's me going to MATLAB and like coding, like, Mm. okay, if this droplet goes through this, these are the conditions it goes through. This is the time step. This is what happens. Right. Um, outside of that, I took like two courses of coding because I had to as part of my program. So a lot of that is like a lot of like, you know, while loops, if loops, solving puzzles. The basics. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. The very, whole very, very simple stuff. Like, when, when people say you code, I look at like, F-L-C. like Halo. I'm like, I don't know how I turn my if loops into fucking the Halo <laughs> game, 
but I know how to do if loops. Um, and then outside of that, a bit of, it's not really programming, but like I do some modeling as in simulation work where it's like not numerical simulation, but like actual uh, CAD software where you turn it into simulations. So like flow simulations and things like that. But that's a lot of like a GUI or like a user interface given to me. I know the physics. So I apply my physics to the user interface that spits out an answer of what I want or what I don't want. Then I just have to interpret the answer properly, right? Like mm -hmm. for us, a lot of it is simulation related. So we all like learn about like time steps, uh, spatial steps, how that affects your code, where your code might have issues in terms of just doing that. Like one, I wouldn't say one specific, but more specific scenarios, right? And then other than that, just like AutoCAD type of stuff where I'm like building models, but that's not really coding. But like when your models fuck up, you you kind of have to think about the code a bit more now, right? Like mm -hmm. when, when th like the thing about programmers I find is like they're really good because those are the guys who made this for me and then I'm just taking it to the next level of making a model, right? But when something goes wrong, I may not know what goes wrong, but the programmer will know like, oh, this type of physics condition doesn't work for this thing, right? For example. Mm -hmm. So I think I have a very basic knowledge. Like I could look at very basic stuff, very like let's say first year university type of coding type of things i think i'll be relatively comfortable with anything higher i'm not that familiar i know a lot of like the concepts like how ai works how like nodes work and all that stuff but i've never applied that myself Good. we'll okay, move on bye. to viv what's your experience like where do you work right now or like you know, uh, your my experience is i guess if you were to start from the beginning. I got into coding from playing New Pets and how you could have your own <laughs> store and how you could like change the HTML and stuff so that your store page would be really nice. That's when I first started. And then next I went on to Tumblr and how you could customize your own HTML for that too. And so I did that a lot and I freaking love that. And I thought that tech would be an industry that would grow and expand into every single industry so it would be a very useful thing for the future so that's why I went I took computer science in university I went to U of A is there some like specialization or if you guys you are, can do specialization you, okay so there is but like if you guys all have a computer science degree for example you guys it's mainly took the same faculty of courses? sciences yeah, mainly the same courses. Science, yeah. oh, okay, but so but mainly you guys would take the same course other than some outliers. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And then now I am a software tech, cool. and that's mainly my experience. Nice. We'll uh, we'll get into that a bit more later. <laughs> but right. how about you, Kev? You're next. Uh, pretty much started in university. I didn't even do anything in, in high school. No, like, no coding or anything like that? No, I actually wanted to go into engineering mm. the first year, but then that didn't work out because physics, relativity courses, um. only wrecked my GPA. And then I was like... So I chose computer science yeah. instead. <laughs> I, I had computer science as an option, so I just mm. pretty much... I think it's the better that. option in yeah. my opinion right now. I did that, and then... I want to do that too. Yeah, pretty much just went off from there on... Four years or three years and then I did internship at Intuit and that just taught me like pretty much everything. The so, internship itself, eh? Yeah. That's crazy. And yeah, then that got me my 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 job here right now. And you've been working for uh one year's internship and then I hit five years last year, so well, So okay, let's 
before we move on, I just want to, like, so Viv kind of just started not too long ago with her new mm-hmm. position. But I want to dive a bit into you. Like, what do you really do there? Like, what's... Like, give me, like, a yeah. general overview. Like, if someone were to ask you, like, hey, what do you actually do? do like, do you fucking mop the floor? Or, like, yeah, what I do. do, do? <laughs> <laughs> Generate into it, yeah. Uh, it's pretty much just, um, I do, I work on QuickBooks. So, okay. it's like accounting software, web software. So, I'm pretty much a web developer. Ooh. Okay, cool. So, cool. do, like, a bunch of JavaScript. Ooh. Uh, okay. React. To, like, make it even simpler or to simplify so do you mainly work on like the user interface for people to use quickbooks or is it something else yeah pretty much user interface stuff sometimes i work on services like in the back end like okay like, back end stuff but mostly wait so when, when people say back end do you like simplify that are a bit you or a back end front end or i full full, full stack Full stack. So full stack is like so front end is what people see like what the customer oh, okay. sees okay, okay so they log into quickbooks they do whatever. That's what I'm working on right now. But backend is like uh, you save your data, and that data gets saved somewhere. So that application is backend related work. Is that so? Processing of the data is that also part of backend? Yeah. Okay. Much. Okay. So processing it, how you save it, and where like, it gets stored, yeah. and all, like all actual functionality. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay. All like the business actual, like, logic. Brain part yeah. Of yeah. Understood. The understood. logic. Okay, cool, cool. Okay, moving on to Chang. Uh, A little bit about your coding history background. Uh, For me, actually, computer science was not my first choice. It wasn't until my second year of uni that Mm -hmm. I decided to go computer science. Mm -hmm. What was your first choice? Uh, Like Kevin, I also tried engineer. (laughs) After that, I tried pharmacy, so I took a bunch of chemistry class. Did not like that. Why didn't Um, you like engineering? uh, Just physics, too. Just saying. Couldn't wrap my head around it. You guys make all the physical worlds for me when I do my stuff. <laughs> Actually, my, I guess my, I didn't really think about like you know programming or coding every like back in like high school. But my earliest memory was in a uh, high school computer class. Yeah. I got a. Uh, they gave me a toy robot that you can program. Mm. I think there was a oh. software that we used. I don't remember. Like some Lego thing. Or? Yeah. Some, no. No. It's like a toy robot. Okay. 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 There's I think there was a software that we used, but it was like go like five steps straight or like yeah. 10 steps left and we had to make it go around our school mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the first uh, ever experience were you in a robotics club or is that no, just, just computer, computer class? class that's pretty cool mm, okay. was that an option yeah uh, yeah yeah it was an option oh, i took it all three years so but that was like the only coding i right. guess right um but yeah the second year of university i decided to go computer science and ever since then I liked it, so yeah, now I'm yeah. here. Nice. Currently working at my uh, job called Stormboard. Uh, they're a digital whites, whiteboard uh, software. Um, I worked there for like a little bit over a year now. Full stack developer, like uh, Kevin. Nice. nice. But yeah, that's me. That's pretty cool. Okay, so I was actually going to say, I only lied a little bit about my programming experience. <laughs> I don't have that much more. But I was going to say, I was part of a robotics club in university. Oh, yeah. Mm. For like three and a half four years mm-hmm. uh, i was the mechanical side of it though so i just made sure that their shit didn't get like flooded with water so like we water. worked on it's called the autonomous robotic vehicle project and we worked on underwater vehicles oh, that's sick. um pretty much it's autonomous obviously so it's like an underwater obstacle course where you had to go and like 
touch certain things, shoot a little buoy, or, like, go through this hoop or something like that, and it's all completely autonomous. Like, the thing about it being underwater is GPS does not work at all, so you actually have to make sure your image coding works really well. Uh, And then just two stories I have about that. One of them, apparently one year, uh, like, okay, the idea to make this robot is you want a very good, say, kind of general AI where they can see things and they'll be like this is what I want to go through and then they'll go through that thing right Mm -hmm. so one year this one school I think it's like a military school or something they said fuck it we're gonna take we're gonna measure everything we're gonna tell the robot the exact steps it's gonna do kind of like what you said you did in high school Mm -hmm. and then we're not even gonna use brain like like the camera will be off and we're just telling it what to do so apparently what happens is we get five days to test a robot at the pool because this is like a special pool at the U.S. Navy office at San Diego. What the fuck? And you yeah. went? Yeah. Oh, went, shit. And then um, so f- for five days, you get to test it. And then anyone who can go through the start line already gets preliminary for actual points. Okay. And then actual points, however many things you do in X amount of time, that's uh, that's the points you get, right? Oh, that sounds so cool. And then in the finals, there's like another run in, in the very finals, right? And then in the finals, they changed the course. <laughs> so that team was fucked because they measured everything, right? They just measured like distances and stuff. And then that's all their cool ones, Oh my ones, God. Right? And then, okay, so then there's this also another year where our team actually did top top 10 i think we got eighth place and there's like 30 teams this is a international competition right so there's like harbin coming from like china there's like russian team coming there's like mm-hmm. there's like cornell there like they, they usually what always the fuck? win this sounds so cool yeah so um this one year they for I, I don't know if they forgot or if they purposely did this they didn't put a chemical agent in the pool so it made the pool more cloudy than normal Oh my god. Okay. So so <laughs> our robot sucked and our image processing didn't work properly, but we got everything else to work fine. But everyone else's robot were relying on image processing. Oh my god. But theirs didn't work because it was too cloudy. So that year we actually ended up doing really good because every other team got fucked because their image processing sucked. Well it, it didn't suck, it's just like they didn't have enough distance. Like it was too far, it was too cloudy yeah. for it to see anything. So the robot would literally just sit there and be like, I don't know where to go. I don't know what I'm mm-hmm. doing right now, right? But <laughs> so like that year we got really lucky with that. But like I guess that's my other little background. Like I feel like I don't want to like oversell myself at all. Like I don't know much about coding, but I know like high level when they talk about AI and like robotics and stuff, I know what the robot wants and what it needs to see and the sensors I need for it to give it that information. It's kind of like, I know what to give it to collect the data it needs to do what the programmers need to do to get it to work. Mm-mm. Great. That's uh, great. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little bit of what I did in university and stuff but like I said I was the mechanical lead like I ended up being like the team lead but it was mostly like an administrative role mm-hmm. um, but I was like the mechanical lead so I was in charge of like all the mechanical design and stuff like that so that was that was kind of cool knowing all that stuff and that's so cool I remember this one time you and I went to went around U of A and we were walking around the clubs yeah the clubs fair yeah and I did not know there was that many cool clubs at U of A I should have joined so many of them like, like there was an aeronautics club there was the robotics club I was like damn it I would have joined like half of these if I knew this is what always happens like we'll have club fair and we're, it's so fucking dumb we're mandatory we have to be there like we have to be at certain events and stuff that's why the school funds us and not the school doesn't really fund us that much but they give us some money and we have to be at all these events and stuff we're, they're pretty much paying us like less than minimum wage to like be at all these places if you consider like what we output for them right um, Wait, you got paid to be at club no, fairs? No, we did. Like our like, 
it's a mandatory thing and our funding for our group will stop if we don't show up okay so it's kind of like we had to go our club got paid and the club doesn't pay us the club pays for its materials sending us to san diego going for competitions and stuff like that so like the money we get in the club doesn't actually go to any person so like don't get confounded like no one at any of these clubs ever got paid actual okay because i was there for outside outs outside outdoors club, club? outdoors club yeah. yeah outdoors club and i was like i didn't know they got paid for doing outdoors no, 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 club no, no, no. they definitely don't um but this is the general trend for like the first two weeks you have all these like super excited first years coming and you're like oh. i was like what do you know I'm like, nothing i'm like okay like honestly there we've had had some first years and there are some first years if they want to do it they can do a lot Mm-hmm. Like they don't understand how much they know, because we don't know shit either. Like, like I feel like when you're in a project, you're like, I don't know fucking jack shit. So like you know just as much as me. And the only difference between us succeeding is like someone actually going in and doing the work to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Right? Just fake it till you make yeah. it. Yeah, but then so they don't understand how fucked they are in two weeks. So they'll join the first two weeks, and I'm like, dude, you guys have midterms in two weeks, and you guys are. <laughs> like, like I'm telling you guys, like everyone, like, that you guys don't you. understand university. Like in two weeks, like <laughs> like the first two weeks is chilled, right? There's like beer they gardens. They have- there's like free hot dogs everywhere. Oh yeah, like, free barbecue. Yeah, like everyone's on quad. All like, the throwing, free like, merch. Free- yeah, like everyone's so fucking excited. Like, oh my god, we're in university. And then like me being like I've been in school for like seven years, right? So like after year two, I'm walking around like fucking jaded as fuck. You don't even give a like, shit about the barbecue yeah, anymore. Yeah, the veteran. <laughs> I'm like fuck these kids, man. They don't even know what's coming. Yeah. Right? Be so, annoying so, you. So when when I'm at the club and I see these kids, I'm like, okay, like what do you know? I'll help you with what you can. You know, if you want to learn about mechanical engineering, you know, I'll teach you a little bit of SolidWorks, and then you gotta like take some pro- like some scope by yourself and just, just try it out, right? But I know for sure, if I, if I ever see first years, I'm like, fuck it, we're not going to get them. Like, but they're not going to stay. I know they're not going to stay. Like, if we get second year, maybe. And then it's the third and fourth years. Actually, it's mostly just the second and third year. Because, like, the fourth years are so committed to just graduate. They're just like, I don't give a shit about anything else except for completing this program and leaving this fucking, oh, yeah. like, insane asylum, right? Like, that's all I care about. So it's mainly just the second and third years that will actually, like, get committed. And they're like, oh, I'm already in here for a long time. I might as well, like, have fun and, like, learn this new thing, right? So that's, that's what I always remember. Like, I'll see all these first years and I'm like, fuck. I was like, I don't even know what to like, tell them. Like, like, do I tell them this, the statistics is that you won't be here really soon? Or what? <laughs> what do you even need to, man? <laughs> They're like, wow, I'm so excited to join this club. And the first thing you tell them is, you're not going to last long. You have midterms in two weeks. You're so fucked. bright-eyed and full of hope until you crush them. To be honest, I was probably the same in first year, too. Yeah, I remember that, too. Yeah. In the first year, I was like, man, it's just the first two weeks, and all of a sudden, you check your fucking schedule, yeah. and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. You're like, okay, like, What do you mean midterms in two like, weeks? Every semester, the easiest week is the first week, because they don't give you any homework yet, right? They, like, the first class, you just well, talk about syllabus. Well, no, okay, like, say class started, like, Wednesday, okay? Tuesday or Wednesday. First class, no. Tuesday and Wednesday, we don't you'll do... Have, you'll have homework we, by Friday. We, you'll have shit we, to do. We do jack shit. No, no, no. They'll, they'll, they'll scare us with the, oh, you have this project due at this day, this project due at this day, that's we already all set up for you. Yeah. Yeah. First week, not really anything, very light work. And then right after that, it's just like, here's fucking 10 assignments. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here you go. And you have to attend a lab. Yeah, and you have to attend a lab. Yeah. Oh, you have to be at school from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. And that's normal now. <laughs> oh, my God, my God. I'm sure you guys all remembered that. Well, I don't know how com- computer labs were. I'm actually not sure about that one. Same. <coughs> like, you start to, like, yeah. physically be there and stuff? Uh, not all of them. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But sometimes your computer is not... Not working? Enough, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah. enough to handle, like, the running stuff. Yeah. Like, for me, like, 
most of school, like the first five years, like when I was doing my undergrad and my co-op and stuff, it was, it was all right. Um, you know, I still got to see my friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh man! But like, no, like I don't know if you guys notice this, but every year the percentage of people you know at the buildings get less and less. Oh yeah. Right, like on my fifth year, because I was doing co-op program, I'm like. I don't know jack shit. Actually, I don't know if it was just my experience. I was very anti-social university. Oh, but like when it came to my masters, I was like, I don't know anyone anymore. Like these are like, like my little cousin's friends. Like I don't even know these people anymore. Like I'm teeing these kids now, right? So yeah, that was that was kind (laughs) of that experience for that. I'm sure anyone that was going through school can kind of relate to what I'm talking about. At least the first four years, right? So okay, so. These side tracks are normal, guys. So don't 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 worry too much about them. Uh, <laughs> going back, so um, likes and dislikes about programming. So like you guys kind of told me, yeah, I, I see the trend a lot. A lot of people like, oh yeah, I wanted to go engineering. Didn't really work out for me. Went to computer programming instead. Um, but like, other than the similarity of like math and sciences, like what was your likes and dislikes? I guess now that you're in it, like so, pretty much. Two two part question. What got you into? But I, I guess you guys kind of answer that. But the second part is like, now that you're in it, what do you like about it? What do you like a lot about it? And what are you like? Fuck! I wish they did something about this. Like for example, in my job, like there's certain things I do, and I'm like, who, why hasn't someone made a code for this? So I don't have to fucking do this anymore. <laughs> like this is the most mundane, stupid shit you guys are making me do right now, right? So like, what's kind of your you guys's perspective on? your likes and dislikes now that you're already like I wouldn't say veterans but you guys are a bit into the job of programming so we'll start with the most senior with Kevin and then we'll work our way out so so what I really still like enjoying like that drives me to program is just creating something like problem solving yeah and creating but (laughs) what they what school doesn't prepare you for is bunch of uh, bureaucracy oh, companies yeah. and having oh, to shit. go through meetings and get approval for stuff <clears throat> you don't have the freedom to like just write code and solve that problem you have to go through like yeah uh, so many pms designers just to get like okay this this is what we're doing this is how we're doing it like you don't have that control anymore it's like you like, wish it was simpler times where you were in class and you had an assignment you yeah. not an assignment specifically but like you had this task you had to do and no do one no one wants. but you was stopping you from doing this task yeah. but now there's other things that are yeah. stopping you from doing your job is what yeah. you're saying you have yeah you have pretty much a project but you have no control over pretty much like the the higher higher stuff of it like right how it's built and how it's ran right. you just follow along so Going back to the first part of what you do, like, in terms of the problem solving, how does that kind of come? Like, do they just send you a ticket? Like, this is the problem we have. Here's the ticket. Go solve the ticket. Is that how it works for you that, on your end? That That's kind of, like, how, like, the beginning, like, how, like, SE1, so, it's like, uh, junior software, yeah, junior okay. programmers. Okay. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm senior, I get a lot more, like, say into, like, how we want to build things, like... You have more experience. more creativity. It's yeah. not just like, you know, going through hundreds of tickets a year. Now it's like going through some tickets and then going through, hey, here's a new project we're developing. Yeah. What are some of the potential solutions to these problems we're, yeah, we're coming you, up with? You get like a big, a much bigger chunk of like the, the, the work and designing like kind of like the structure of stuff. Like more decision making too, right? So yeah. you're actually 
Like, it feels like you're actually making something now, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, yeah. that's cool. And then on, like, the dislike side on, like, going through bureaucracy and PMs, like, when you do anything, do you have to log all your hours or some shit like that? No. no oh, okay. No. I yeah. I used to work for a place where it's, like, you had to log your hours to whichever project, and then some, <laughs> some days I'm just, like... It's fuck all for me to do. I don't know where to put these hours in. So, okay, dummy project and just like fill it with hours. So, okay, yeah. okay, no, that's that's good that they don't. I, I hate that type of system because I feel like saying you took 20 hours to do something, actually doing it may have only took like the last five hours, but fucking up the first 15 hours was still important for you to actually finish the task. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if, if that kind of makes sense. And that 15 hours is actually half doing that task and half learning right so like the next time you do the same task now it only takes five hours instead of 20 right mm-hmm. so I, I always hated that method where people are like you had to log specific hours in a specific project stuff i'm like dude like yeah. uh, like i might take more more hours than this you guys have to be be ready for that but like when i'm more senior it'll take me way less hours for this stuff right yeah i also feel like it's uh company based so into mm. it's more like they give power to the developers, but say if you're like working in the government or mm. construction company, yeah, uh, there's already like set procedures and stuff you have to right. follow that. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure Intuit's excited to sponsor this podcast one day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, now, now, now to you, Chang. Um, currently, what's your kind of what kind of still drives you? What's your likes, and what do you wish you could? stay away from in the in the pro programming world uh for me one of my major likes that i always bring up even during interviews is that the instant gratification of your work uh like seeing your work actually run right so you like you maybe you're working on a game and you see a guy (coughs) running and you can control him something like that the or you can see like you're used the users using your so yeah features it's like if you guys all remember your computer 101 class, it's like when you get your first code to work. And yeah, like, when oh, you when you see that hello yeah, world, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really nice because in my world of like mechanical engineering shit, like someone could build something and it could work, but it's designed to work for 200 hours. And mm-hmm. then 50 hours in, it fucks up. And you're like, fuck, I didn't know until I wasted 50 hours of like it going, right? But like you guys yeah. will kind of see that I think for the most part, but there is some like troubleshooting in the future in some of your codes, right? It's like something goes wrong and stuff. Yeah, always. Yeah. But yeah, that's a one of the main things I like. Not, I don't really have any, many dislikes, but I kind of wish that they taught us more about like servers or like handling like real time servers, how to set up one, how to set up a web server, the web sockets, lots of these stuff. Like they, you mean like in school? Like yeah, yeah, school. Yeah. Okay, so you think like that's like a practical thing that you yeah, use yeah, a lot yeah. that you wish? Because, yeah, right now, like we have a lot of like technology in my place that we use. Now. Like, how do you even set this up? Like, what, yeah, what it goes into? What's mm-hmm. the first step in doing this? But mm-hmm. I'm currently just learning, but yeah. I see, I see, I see. I remember in school, I used to be really stressed. Like during the first year, I used to be really stressed for labs and how labs were only like one or zero for your marks like it either works or it doesn't work and i would be like fuck (laughs) i've never to make this work if this doesn't work i get a zero for this lab (sighs) for me i think my likes and dislikes are pretty similar i like how it allows me to solve issues so i use my brain and then like helps you stimulate your brain and not just you know living life as a potato 
Um, yeah, when you said that you like it, you like seeing your shit yeah. work, that makes me feel really smart. When you see it actually, like, come together, all your fucking functionalities, Unless everything you, like, works. You spend hours trying to be debug and you can't just, can't figure it out. And then yeah. just like, one simple line, you're like, fuck, <laughs> why did I go into code, coding? But then it feels so relieving yeah. afterwards, because like, alright, I'm fucking finally done. I always had this dumb thing where I'd miss, like, a punctuation, like, yeah. a coding. semicolon or shit, and yeah. I'd be like, fuck, like, I'd go through my whole thing, and be like, oh, fuck, there, is, there it is, and I'll put it in, and it'll finally indent. work. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, I find that indents are the hardest to find because it's not like something's missing, really. But, anyways. And then, yeah, my my dislikes would be the same. Right now, I do a lot of tickets, so I find those annoying. Those are very, oh, yeah. like, autonomous. You don't really need a brain to where you just do the same thing again and again and again. Those ones are annoying. Um, also, office politics. I feel like no one really talks about that because I'm not... I feel like I'm not that social at work. Mm. And But then... They kind of expect you to be because you're in the office. You're, you're supposed to talk to your coworkers and like have lunches with them. But I'm like, no one's sleeping alone. <laughs> like my goal one day is to somehow find a way out of that. And I think the only way work from home. Well, no, no, not just that, but like completely office politics, like the bureaucracy, the higher ups, all that shit. Like the only way is to really work for yourself. I think like to ever get away uh, from that. True. Like, who the fuck are you to tell me that I can't do this? This is my own job, my own company, my own contracts, right? Like I can deal with that however I want, right? That's true. But, yeah. but even working yeah. from home is a little bit better because then, like, the people in the company that don't really understand what you're doing, they won't ask you a lot of questions and they won't talk to you about random random small talk stuff and you don't have to deal with that because they're not just going to message you on Teams and ask about random stuff versus mm. if you're in the actual office, they'll talk to you about random stuff and you're like, true. I don't want that. And then also, when you're talking about hardware, I also had to learn so much hardware that I didn't know too and I thought that was yeah. really annoying. Mm, I see. Yeah, pretty much similar things. In my limited experience... What I like best is kind of a combination. So, like, it's the whole the thing working of what Chung said, mm -hmm. but I can kind of go deeper. Like, I like it best when... Okay, obviously, when my code... When I press enter, it works. It feels good, but what feels better is when it doesn't work, and I actually go, like, line by line, like, trying out my code, and then I find out exactly where it went wrong and then how to fix it, mm -hmm. and then it works... That's like, oh my god, I actually did something. I don't, I don't <laughs> like, I actually went and debugged this, and it actually worked. You know what feels good? When you uh, get enough things off of, like, Stack Overflow, and you're like, oh, that fits perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I, really, I actually really like reading code mm -hmm. and um, figuring out what it does. So I do. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, debugging, reading yeah. through, like, like, someone else's code. Like, for me, because... Like I said, Especially, a lot. Do you like the ones with like no comments or anything? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> like, is that fun for you? <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it gives me it gives me some work to figure stuff the out, worst. and when I figure it out, I'll be like, yes, I'm so smart. Yeah. Well, the worst variable names ever. Because because for me, yeah, it'd be purely about Always like. Fi. Like my stuff is all physics related, right? Like physical world related, right? So like when I have to debug it, I have to also see, like does this equation apply to the physical world or do my boundary conditions I put in apply to physical world? If not, is that why my code's breaking, right? So mm -hmm. like when I debug it that way, it feels so nice because I'm not just debugging the code itself. I'm actually thinking like, okay, like what are my assumptions I need for this code to work, et cetera, et cetera. And then once I do figure it out, I'm like, holy fuck, I actually did something. Cause like sometimes my code would be like, say like 20 lines long, long for this very simple simulation. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden it's like, fucking 100 lines long because 
this simple thing wasn't as simple as I thought it should have been because of the, my assumptions I made of the physics of the world, right? So that's really nice when I get to that point where I was like, holy shit, I'm actually like, that's actually kind of cool. But for me, like, it's always, mine always matches with the physical world. Like, anytime I do anything, it has to match with physical world because of like being, being a mechanical engineer, like actually having the physical things work. So for example, like I do see myself one day in the future working on like BMS stuff. So that's like building controls and stuff like that. Not necessarily like coding it completely, but like using some UI, figuring out in real world, right? For example, like if the temp sensor is right next to a heater, that could offset this in a way that's not good, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have to move that physically somewhere else, right? So that would be my way of it, but that's not very much coding. It's more of like a barbaric way of fixing things, right? Not really on the net. All right, that's cool. Um, what's this other one you want to talk about? The main languages? Is there a, like, what was, what's the most popular ones? If you guys can rank it. So, like, when I was in school, I learned MATLAB, but I felt like MATLAB was kind of universal. Like, I, me knowing MATLAB helped me kind of understand Python very simply. Like, MATLAB, I was like, oh, Python's, like, similar. The UI's a bit different, but I could literally change the UI in Python to make it look exactly like MATLAB. And I'd be like, okay, that's, that's whatever, yeah. right? How about you guys? What, what do you guys think are, like, top three or top five in order of right, and probably, then what do you guys use also probably javascript <coughs> yeah, I was say one of the JavaScript, top ones c python okay java yeah. but i don't think they use much java anymore. i don't know what do you what do you guys use in your uh i use javascript and php i use javascript and python yes yeah, javascript um java switching to kotlin it was like bunch of different things i think it's evolved over the over the years I like it used to be a bunch of java and c but now it's more web stuff cool mm -hmm. cool uh okay so i will make this podcast like you guys trying to explain to me how my codes will one day turn into like the halo game <laughs> so we'll we'll talk about other stuff kind of related to programming but not exactly programming itself so the one topic i wanted to talk about was school and coding so that's the first one so i think nowadays they're teaching coding like k through 12 like in middle primary school all that stuff i think I they're starting to teach that, that in vancouver in bc in their curriculum you can now take coding instead of taking social studies which i think is really fucking amazing oh as a core of so, right? so as programmers if you guys so had that option how would you guys feel like like k-12 would that would do you think that would make you want to go in programming more or do you think that would make you want to go in programming less knowing more. that knowing that everyone has to learn this also more like 100% i feel like if that was available when i was playing new pets which is like that yeah, time yeah, when i was doing yeah. my new pets page i would freaking love it i would be like absolutely in like, absolutely into it i'd be so happy that would be an option i'm so jealous of the yeah. kids now I mean, I took a bunch of computer classes, so I would probably take a, something called coding and be like, hmm, what's this? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. probably introduce me earlier to coding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, instead of going my second year of university. Yeah. I feel like the earlier you start, the better. Yeah. yeah, I saw a video of, like, kids learning to code. They usually combine that with robotics. Yeah. So they oh, like, doing a bunch of robot stuff with coding. Dude, so. that Lego... I forget what it's called. It's some Lego... Pro so we used to teach kids this stuff during our robotics things lego programming block i've thing. seen some baby toys that are supposed to help kids uh, build algorithms mindstorms it's called mindstorm so 
uh, when we were doing these like outreach programs during our um, like during my autonomous Wait, I think that's the thing I used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these, <laughs> Maybe it was a Lego. So these Lego Mindstorm, they just have a, like, this is the main thing in the middle. Yeah. And you just, it's pretty much just output is like motors and shit. And like input can be sensors and stuff. And then you just program whatever you get. So it could be as simple as just a car moving straight or it could be as complicated. Like, okay, have you seen this video of, um, was it, it's called Brick Wall. The, the, the guy's called Brick Wall. So, so, uh, so if you guys are listening, just search Brick Wall on YouTube. And uh, he does these fucking cra- absolutely crazy Lego shit. And I'm pretty sure it's all Mindstorm stuff. So here, I'll show you guys. Uh, I'm showing everyone the Lego wrapping factory one, okay? So you guys can briefly see. This is pretty much, they take these boxes and they bring it into, and this is all fucking Lego shit. So like very few of these things aren't Lego stuff. So I think they ha- they had to cut they had to. Cut I the feel paper. like when people say things are Lego and they build crazy machines like this, it's kind of stretching from what you think it actually is because all the pieces aren't actually basic no. Lego pieces. Well, not anymore. basic Lego, but these it's are essentially just three D printed. No, 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 no. But these are Lego pieces. Lego. No, no, like these are pieces that Lego sells. Like in the in the Lego Mindstorm series, they sell all these pieces. So these aren't like custom pieces. Like these sensors that he used, these drills, these are all Lego. Like Le- Lego sells these to people. Oh, I see. Yeah. So so he just pretty much you're kind of right. They just take something simple like your fucking Harry Potter model or whatever like that and they just fucking put it on steroids. Yeah, cuz there's always like yeah. all these custom special limited edition pieces that are only fit for this one. Yeah, but thing. like these are all technically Lego though. They're not not Lego. Like, everything he's using, except for the knife to cut... Uh, like, this like, isn't Lego. Like, this tape isn't Lego. Yeah. I, I understand that. And but, like, 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 where do you draw the line from something that's just 3D printed and branded as Lego versus actual but, like, Lego the, brick? Like, these are legitimately Lego pieces, though. Like, he had to bought, buy these from Lego. These aren't printed in any way. Yeah, so, like, he built this massive thing, and then... In brick wall, this guy he does like all these different crazy Lego shit where he does all these different like stuff where he's doing some random automation thing. Do you know this because some people's like full time career to like build Lego models? Like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In uh, I I just watched a quick like a short doc like a ten minute video on like the Lego land people like. Oh yeah, how, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly how to be like a Lego master or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I was like, Holy an engineer shit, Lego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds That's so crazy. Cool. It sounds really cool, but I don't know. I feel like at some point I get so frustrated because like apparently they'll give you a model and you have to make that exact model. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't know, man. I can make you a square. It sounds like such a cool job. Though. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. That's like a dream job. Like you yeah. know how like kids like I want to be a firefighter. No, 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 no. Like like if they say I want to be a Lego master, I'm like oh shit, that's actually like, that's actually some cool shit right there. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, okay, so anyways, going back to the question, should coding be taught in K-12? I guess you guys are saying yes. you yes. went through all yes. these. Um, do you think that would make it harder to be a programmer if everyone knew programming? Or do you think it would just make life easier for everyone? Like, like if everyone knew basic Excel, if your parents knew Excel, then you'd be like, oh my god, my life is so much easier. I don't have to teach them how to fucking do these <laughs> Excel grid I think bullshit. it'll make it very easy for everyone. So if everyone knew how to code, then essentially you'd have so many already pre-built codes out there for you to i guess copy and use that there wouldn't be as much need to code absolutely from scratch anymore if every single person knew how to code on earth then it would make everything so much more simpler and yes it would probably be harder to 
like get a job or something because there's so many more coders or yeah but or then you think you'd like, also have so much more information everything would also advance so much more faster too yeah. do, do you think there wouldn't be like a job called programmer anymore since everyone knows how to program it's like instead of a programmer kevin you are now a tax auditor or something you know what i mean like what? Like, <laughs> like, like, what? like 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 your job is still to program these things but now you know the math or the science or something behind it to actually get it to work now do you know what I mean? Like, if everyone knew pro programming, right? Like, someone wouldn't come up to me and be like, Alvin, can you make me, like, a GUI for this? Like, my job wouldn't to be making graphic interfaces for people because everyone already knows how to do that, right? My job would be to do my job and have pro programming. Maybe for, like, I've... basic websites, right? Yeah. Mm, but I see. stuff yeah. that requires logic, you still need to problem solve. You still, yeah, yeah, yeah. still need a little bit of math. Yeah, right, right, right. To, right. Yeah. There's still so much behind. But, like, do I you... feel like it's, like, everyone kind of knows how to cook. But then you're not gonna call yourself a chef. True. True. Okay. Well, no, because like my thought process was like, if everyone knew how to code, what's stopping like an accountant from just doing everything that Intuit does? Not necessarily everything. Not a chef. But like, at least making a basic. Because like, who uses QuickBooks? Are accountants who probably won't make the code for themselves. But if everyone knew how to program, would they need this function anymore? Right. Or I guess. It depends on your question. How well does everyone know how to program? Does everyone just know, like, basic Hello World shit like that? Well, I guess... Everyone goes, know basic first-year university Well, okay, like then it, it goes back to how good will we get if we learned starting kindergarten to grade 12? If we mm. had a coding course from the very beginning, like, would we be pretty good or... Are we all living in the meta or... Like, <laughs> I feel like in that sense, you could also compare it to, like, computers. If you grew mm -hmm. up around, like, computers and technology, True. everyone kind of knows their way around a basic computer and, like, technology, but no one's going to be a freaking... Apple genius or you know an IT we are relative to our like our parents for example right that's true right like we would be like the parents of that generation and the generation after us would be like the geniuses mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. but there's always people who are more professional <coughs> more advanced true knowledge okay so then so the I next part of this question is so you guys all went to university for coding how valuable do you guys see that like do you guys see that as a requirement for you to be a actual programmer like if you started your own company and you saw a bunch of resumes would that be something you said okay they have to go through school and actually learn stuff that they learn from school in programming or self-taught people are just you know not too bad either what's what's your thoughts on that i think self-taught is just as good as as going to university right. i mean i guess university gives you like the experience of working groups and see how shitty that is but <laughs> 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 but yeah i think i think being self-taught can can get you very far maybe even better than getting like shackled to like knowing one thing nice yeah. yeah I think the only benefit from like going to university aside from having the actual paper and the degree would be that you have like a more planned out and like foundational knowledge versus yeah. self-taught it's mostly yeah. you just teach yourself based on like personal projects or whatever boot camp or whatever shit that you went through to learn what you learned yeah I guess it but, tells the employer that you, you will guarantee know at least this thing. Mm -hmm. But if you're self-taught, you, I guess your player will not know what right. what you learned and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, but then, yeah. But then not to test you, right? Self-taught can go very far. But then not to test Just you. Just as far, I'd on say. On the interview? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, kids, if you're listening out there, if you want to be a programmer, you don't necessarily need to spend yeah, four years. Yeah, start learning right now. If you're in junior yeah, high, start true. learning right now. Yeah. Do all the shit. And Just Google everything. So, you're fine. Learn how to be a great Googler, and that's your best skill ever. Yeah. <laughs> 
So Viv, wait, when you were initially talking about like um, like getting codes, like there'd be so many more codes online if everyone knew how to code, right? Like mm-hmm. there'd just be so much more template or codes online you can just grab and put in yours, right? Mm-hmm. I actually find that is, in my opinion, one of the biggest difference between programming as an industry compared to every other industry is that you guys don't have a paywall. There is no paywall for you guys to learn. There's no paywall for you guys to get other stuff, right? So, for example, if I want to be a mechanical engineer, for me to just buy, like, a generic textbook to learn about mechanical engineering, that's, like, 200 bucks minimum, mm-hmm. right? And there's no, like, no one's giving me all this information for, for free. Like, they're giving it to me in snippets here and there, but to actually get all this information for free, like... There's no way possible. I can't grab models online for free. I can't do any of that. Everything is paywall. Whereas, like, I feel like the one reason programming is becoming such, like, a... Like, I feel like you guys went from, like, dog shit in, like, the 2000s to, like, the best. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, no, everyone thought, like, ah, oh, it's just a programmer. Why don't you just be, like, a lawyer or accountant or a doctor or something like that? That's pretty cool. You were, right. Anyways. But, yes. And then it became, like, the number one thing to be. I think it was because there was no paywall. Like, that's how it grew so fast. Is like, without a paywall, you can exponentially learn everything, right? Yeah, there's a lot of, like, sandbox things online yeah. where you can code for free. Yeah. See your program run. Yeah. But um, imagine like engineering. Like it's those it's softwares. You know. It's so hard. Like, like or something. engineering. First of all, the biggest paywall in engineering is for you to be an engineer. You must have engineering schooling. Degree. You yeah. cannot yeah. do any engineering work without that. Like you can't call yourself an engineer without that degree. So first of all, that's like a minimum forty grand paywall, right? Which is like really shitty, right? You could be a, you could be a self-taught fixer-upper. But you can never be a engineer, right? Like yeah. that's mm-hmm. which sucks because like all these other professions have this fucking paywall. It's just like here, you want to be one of us, you have to suffer like us, and you have to pay just as much as we paid back in the day. Mm-hmm. Whereas programs were like, nah, fuck it. Like you guys can do whatever the hell you want. Here's everything I know. Because like I feel like once you give everything you know to someone, the next generation is gonna become even better. Because say you took twenty years to learn something, now the next generation learns that same thing that you took twenty years to learn in like five years and then the next 15 they're developing new stuff right there's always new shit coming out whereas once you paywall someone like this and you force them to go through this like specific program i feel like it makes the growth a lot slower in the Mm -hmm. industry i feel like there's like pros and cons too though because even though we don't have that exact same paywall you have to constantly kind of prove yourself Mm, like you can't just like there are like you said, like bad engineers, like mm-hmm. people who just go to engineering and they somehow be are able to pass and all this stuff, and they can get some kind of job and get the fancy engineer title and everything. But then for programming, you can't just kind of be a fly on the wall. You actually kind of have to know your shit, and even if you're self-taught, you still have to prove yourself some way somehow. And then as languages improve and everything changes, you have to keep updating your knowledge. So it's not mm-hmm. something that you can passively do. You have to be kind of proactive for your career in that sense. I feel like that's a benefit, in my opinion, though. Like, if it forces you to have to be better, in my opinion, it's always a benefit. Like, it sounds very naive, but I feel like if you're an engineer and you don't know your shit, and the next guy knows your shit, and you have five-year experience, and that guy has no, no, zero, zero years of experience, that guy should be valued more than you because you don't know your shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's almost a benefit, too, because it's like... 
the industry I, I, I guess it's bad for people who um, become complacent or choose not to keep growing yeah but, but people who are truly passionate about it I think they wouldn't have a problem with like the, con- the constant growth and learning of like these different things right so mm-hmm. that's pretty cool uh, okay so the next uh, mini part I want to talk about uh, what should we do future of coding I do want to talk about the future of coding so my thought has always been uh, when I look at coding especially when I was younger I'll, like, I'll look at like command prompt or something I'm like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing like, I'm just putting random shit in this like, I have no idea exactly what I'm doing but I do know like they're making better and better UIs like for example Python 3 was better than Python 2 like to get your shit to work it was better like MATLAB every year like for me to debug for me to get stuff to work I felt like it has always improved so that means the interface between the people dealing with actual programming me like putting my stuff in has been better and better um should we should we or do you think there's a possibility that it'll get like really simple like I, I've, I've heard of this one I don't even know what it's called but where it's like like text to speech to code where like someone's talking about like hey I want to make a game and then like they'll start like a base code for a game and then they'll just keep doing this and make these modifications what do you guys think about that Good. I think for a language that are more like high level for the last thing that Jorge was talking about I think that's very possible that there's something that can easily do like text or speech to coding, I guess. There's a GitHub actually has something called the Copilot, I think, mm. where you, I guess you co code, are you partner code? What's it called? Partner coding? Pair pair programming. Oh, uh, pair programming. You pair program with the AI, and it like suggests stuff, like I guess corrections have you used for you. It? I have not used it. Oh, I want to see what that's like. But yeah, they they have something like that now. Can you see if you can pull it up? What's it called? Yeah, it's on GitHub. I think it's kind of like GitHub Copilot or something. Something like that. Is this the thing I was talking about where it's like something that will... Your AI pair programmer. So you'll tell them like, hey, can you program me something to search up all the best porn sites or something like that? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it like finishes like what you think. Oh, what they, what, oh my god, that's yeah, so what they, cool. What the AI film? thinks you're doing. Oh, so I like. So I guess you're right. That you're right also like kind of seems like it would be very annoying. Go through a list or something. I'll do that for you. This is like Google helping. It's like you. constant like, suggestion. You're like, yeah. no, that's not yeah. what I want. That's not what I want. That's not what I want. <laughs> so like, you'll start like an if loop. You'll put some things in, and it'll be like, oh, is this what you mean? Some, I think something like that. Oh. I'm not too sure though. Oh, no, I, I swear I did see a video of someone like actually having like a text to speech and then speech to like programming to like figure out, or sorry, speech to text and then. Be like, hey, I want to build a game. Can you start making me a game? Oh, uh-huh. I want this game to be, you know, this, this, this. And then they'll start putting that into the code. Because, yeah. like, they'd have to, like, speak very specifically, I, I'd assume, in order to get it to work, right? Yeah, you'd, yeah I'd have to understand you, right? Yeah. Well, because, like, my, my, the reason I came up with this, like, whole thought process, do you think, do you guys think the UI would just get better and better and better? Is, like, back then, no one knew Excel. They're like, what the fuck's Excel, right? And then in our generation, we started learning in school. And then now it's like, who doesn't know Excel, right? It got to the point where it's like, mm-hmm. they made the UI so good, but they also made it so simple. And like, it became like not a foreign thing at all that everyone had to know it, right? Yeah. Do you believe coding might get there? Or do you think there's always a, you have to know way more, or a lot more basic, or the UI would never be that simple? Because like, I always thought like, 
for example, to teach a kid, you can have like a plug and play thing where they can drag things around and be like, oh yeah, you know, now this is how the code works, right? You have these things that they're reading saying, okay, this code does this, you know, it inputs a red thing here, and then this code does this, inputs a green thing here, and this thing makes the red thing move, and you can make it move by XML, right? What, what, what do you guys like see the future of UIs and coding, I guess? I mean, they're, they're always improving, uh, helping coders like work more efficiently. There's a lot of tools out there that, that you can add to your, uh, your what's it called again? The, ID. Yeah, ID. That that, you can it's like the, the that little window that you write code in. Oh, like, okay. The yeah, okay. program you write code in. Yeah, something that like, helps you like format if you're, uh, if you're, yeah, stuff like that. But I guess to a certain extent, you can't just like... True. Yeah, there's always complex use cases. Yeah. And like you can solve for the, like, the, like, the basic stuff, but complex stuff... There's a lot of specifics. Yeah. I don't mm. know how you could ever... So the UI would never get that easy for me to make my own game. My very I mean, very I mean, No, I'm just kidding. I, I took a look like uh, with a, a, uh, a game engine. Mm -hmm. And... It basically they combine like coding language with like a UI that you can use. You create like a map of like uh, of behaviors of nodes, I guess, mm -hmm. and that's kind of like you know helping with the not not having to like code everything, but use something else, a visual you know, representation of that. That's pretty. Yeah. Well. Hopefully, one day, the UI. That just reminded me. Apparently, do you guys know who Doja Cat is? The, the Apparently, she or... has a music video where you can code what happens to her. Like, what happens in the music video. Which, when I heard that, I thought that was really fucking really? cool. It's, like, interactive. Music video? Something yeah, about... coding music video. So, as you code, or what was it? Yeah, like, you kind of change... I didn't actually see what happens, but I just heard that she had a music video where you can change what happens do as you, it's playing. You know what's crazy? Okay, do you remember... I'm just changing some other input. Do you remember back that when we had our podcast with Izzy, how he was saying they used to like program a game, and then they played on the radio, and you'd have to record it. And then after you record it, then you can put it in and play it. Did did he talk about that with? with I don't us? think that was. I don't oh, think maybe that was, that was a that. maybe that was a personal conversation. Yeah, I think that was a personal. conversation. He was telling me back then, like, you actually write the code, and you can never save. So like, once you unplug the computer or turn it off, you're like everything's gone, right? So you write it in, and then somehow you have to get it into like a sound where someone else can record it, and then they can play it again, and then they'll actually play the game, like on their computer. So it records like analog. And yeah, 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 it yeah, to yeah like exactly, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And back then, that was the only way for them to share that type of stuff because they didn't have the in the, the internet back then. So yeah. that back then they'll write themselves, and this is like between universities. They'll go on the radio show at like midnight and they'll play <laughs> it, and then the other people would, would record it, and then they'll have the game now. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, that was that was some old school shit right there. Because Izzy must have been some like doing that back in like type of. Yeah, Izzy must have been doing that back in like. Like seventies. That's crazy. Right? That's what I'm saying. Okay, going into that then. How do you guys see like what are some movie 
or show portrayal of programming and you guys just scoff at it. You're like, what the fuck is this shit? So I think the one big <laughs> meme one is like the whole hacking thing, right? Everyone's yeah, just hacking into like, some interface like, yeah, in like two like, seconds. They're like, okay, well, so explain what that is, if, if, if whoever wants, and then explain how that's not realistic and what how someone would do that. So, for example, hacking into some fucking mainframe or some bullshit. So explain what it kind of looks like in the movie and stuff. If you want to Okay, well, in the movies, they act like you can just automatically access somebody's database and everything and just break down their firewall and everything they have going on in, like, two seconds. Yeah. But you have so many logistics and things you would have to go through. Like, they probably have a really good, like, R&D plan and everything going on. There's no way you can go through that in, like, two seconds. There's, like... There's, there's no like, way. There would be alarms going off everywhere. There'd be things stopping you, like, at every single step. Yeah. There's... It's just no way. It's not that easy There's at like all. There's like 30 lines of code going through. They're just typing fast as fuck and then something Yeah, and, so, and all and of a sudden their code compiles right? like, and it's perfect. Yeah. Okay, First so, child run. So, it must be a freaking genius. So to, to you, Chang, in, in reality, if, if you had to somehow get into some type of database or something, you obviously can't do that. That's bullshit. What do people actually do? You would have to go after like the people, uh, the like, workers. You're going to find information like that. Actual information from okay, like like scan phishing emails yeah, yeah. or like stuff like that. Yeah. And to get them to give up something to to compromise something so you can get access to it, right? Like yeah. you can't just like oh, I'm gonna go through this firewall, you know you and cannot. all this shit. Okay. Yeah. More than likely they will have like security in place that will stop you. Right, okay, yeah. okay. More common thing these days is exploits. So people use like online libraries and stuff like that sometimes you find vulnerabilities so say like you have this library published by some company and then they find a vulnerability in there so everyone that uses that like that uh that library itself is vulnerable now and hackers can use that oh so they put something in the code that they themselves can get into one day or someone that finds out from that code is a access point that they can get into and then they use that to get it into so what does that mean does that mean like they can alter or do something to change the code where they'll have access or they'll know at this point is gathering some data from this database and then that's where they can get it from now yeah so one common one is a logging library that has been used across like a bunch of companies in Java, in Java, so that had a vulnerability in one of the versions. So anyone that's using that logging um, can get exploited, and then like <coughs> logs are like contains a bunch of information. So whatever the company is uh, logging can be seen by the hacker. So say like. Mm. You log some personal information. Pretty much, that information has to go through this code. At that point, it's going through the code. That person can see what this other code is seeing. Yes. So they just also log what that co- what's going through that code. Yeah. And then they'll have all the same information, not yeah. not saying identical like 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 NFTs or anything, but they'll they'll see a copy of what you see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I see. Yeah. And say like a company logs their password or something, it can easily. So. Yeah. How do people find out that someone, that their th- system is compromised? Like, in the movies, they'll be like, oh, no, someone just got into our system or whatever, right? But, like, how do people actually see that? Like, is it just a, like, like, if it's a very commonly used code, is it just by chance? Or, like, there has to be something that alerts people that, hey, this is uh, compromised here. Pretty much when it gets that big, 
Like, uh, when that many people use the thing. So, for example, if I am super smart and I found a vulnerability in a code that a lot of people use, I can just keep collecting this information. No one will ever find out if I don't tell anyone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. So, potentially, there could be some vulnerabilities that no one even know about right now. Yeah. yeah. That are constantly taking our information. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, like Russia? Like Facebook? Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, what's another, what's another movie show portrayal like okay one of them is like the enhance right but i i I can't understand that like what we were saying earlier where some people in the movies they just happen to be able to write like 50 lines of code without any errors at all (laughs) and then it works like immediately and they're like yeah this is good to go like that's never gonna happen like ever they're gonna miss a semicolon somewhere (laughs) like ever wait okay so here here's here's the other thing then um when there's like a hacking competition, what what happens there then? Like, have you guys ever been to one or like? In here, in, they make it seem like a fucking like actual cage fight. Like everyone's in there, you know, they're just going <laughs> ham at each other, you know, shooting fucking Tetris lines at each other, or some shit like that. But what's actually happening in an like, actual <laughs> hacking competition? There? Are you guys familiar with that or? Like, no, I've never like a hackathon or something. I think it's like more security stuff. Yeah. So you set up security, like comes some kind of system, I'm guessing, and then the other team has to break that code. They have to like find the, the vulnerability yeah, in the code exactly. and then expose it. Maybe yeah. they have like a dummy website where you can like try and find exploits too or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. It's pretty cool. Like I, I always heard there's some crazy like hackathons at U of A and stuff and mm-hmm. all the programmers go to that and stuff. So I just never knew it was like, what are you guys doing? But I do, I did know like some of it is like they're either like first one to make this functional program that does, you know, X, Y, Z or does these list of things that they want them to do or it's the whole security thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, those those hackathons are more like just like programming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like basically, they give you a problem and then you just right, try yeah. to. Like they're pretty much problem. listing out their their what they do in their job, and then they're getting this person to like build a program to do their job for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's some big brain right there. Yeah, exactly. You can actually online watch some people do like Google hackathons. They're actually very common. There's this. I yeah. was watching this one Asian kid because he was first the longest. Oh, I think I know him too. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember his I name. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember his name. But he was. He got first place in one of the Google's hackathon questions, and he spent like seven minutes or on it or something like that. Something ridiculous. And everyone else was like forty-five minutes or hours. I think he's in like high school or something. Is yeah. that Damn. so? For that, do you have to write all your own code? Like. <laughs> Like, I'm assuming when you guys do, do, like, a personal project, you would just go on, like, you know, Stack Overflow and just, like, find all these shit and put it into your code, right? I wonder in a hackathon, do you have to write everything all on your own then, I'm guessing? Uh, no, you don't always have to. Because some of it is tedious, right? Like, some, yeah. some programs, you really just repetitive. grab it online and you just, like, copy-paste, right? And, okay. Like, I remember when I was watching that one kid's, I don't remember what his name is, but when I was watching that one kid's video, he does a lot of his from scratch. But I'm not sure if that's required or not for hackathons. Okay, so then my next thing, I don't think this is really a movie-related one, but uh, interviews. How does that work? What kind of questions are they asking? Like, what are they trying to gauge from my interview? Uh, we'll start with Chang. I think he has the most experience. Well, from my experience... I guess they would just want to know if you can actually problem solve. They really, I guess they really don't care if you get the right answers, just how you get there. So, so do you have to like talk to them while you're yeah. doing this? Well, you're like, it, okay, my yeah, the best thing to, to do is, is talk your way through. 
of your thought process and what you're doing communication that matters a lot yeah. you basically have to be able to tell them how your program or how your algorithm or whatever is going to run to somebody that doesn't isn't in your team or isn't in your actual like, field yeah. and if you can explain it well then they're like okay and if you end up solving it correctly that's just a plus mm-hmm. but and they're yeah. usually a tech recruiter so they know a little bit of information or a little bit about what you're talking about i see that's pretty cool because i've had very few interviews where um like they'll ask me some technical question but it'll just be like hey on this graph what does this mean or something like that mm-hmm. for mechanical engineering but it was never like design this right yeah um which is like for me i wouldn't want to hire someone that just knows a bunch of shit i want to hire someone who's adaptive and can learn shit right because that makes them infinitely stronger right like they can learn anything like they need to learn rather than they just know a lot of shit right Mm -hmm. like don't get me wrong if they they have they have both that's that's just a plus right but like i assume that's what they're trying to aim for someone who can figure shit out when it happens right I think that's one of the most useful skills you can have is to be able to figure out how to solve the actual problem. I see, I see. Okay, so a little bit into the movies, we're going to go a bit, uh, was it Will Smith, I, I robot shit? Okay, so yeah. if, if you wrote a code and it killed someone, what's the legality? Does anyone ever teach you guys about this shit or no? There's none. No. There's none right now? So like, you can write a code to kill a million people, but that's the code's fault. It's the company's fault. No, no, but what if you wrote a code? It's the company's fault. Yeah. Like, what if, what if you wrote a code and you made some assumptions saying, okay, these are all the characteristics of bad people. Okay, so this code is for a robot to kill <laughs> these bad people that meet these conditions. Whoever used that code is at fault. Yeah. Oh, whoever is it? Okay. Actually, uh, whoever clicked, who fired okay. the gun. Whoever <laughs> executes. Whoever clicked execute yeah. is the one. We provide the bullets. Oh, I see, I see. Okay. Where's so the blueprints? Like, Boston Dynamics designs a robot, yeah, and that then that robot starts killing people. Yeah, is Boston I Dynamics think, responsible? I'm pretty sure Boston Dynamics. Yeah, it's the company. Oh, okay. I mean, have you seen their robots? They're but would they like would they throw backflips and shit now? <laughs> Backflip yeah. shooting guns. Well, no, they had they had they have they two, run they on have angles, do the, like spins. They have the bipedal one too now. Yeah, that's the bipedal. They have the bipedal and then they have the the, the quad. Right, let's just see Boston's Boston. Dynamics. Let's see what they have here. Oh my god, some of the videos are so sad when they're like testing the like stability the yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> of like Spot or the people when they're just constantly pushing them, throwing things at them. <laughs> I feel so bad. Goes through the test of time, you know, it ain't Wally. It doesn't have feelings. Not yet. I yet. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have feelings yet, guys. Or it does. There's uh, Spots in Alberta and some of the oil fields, they use them now. Well, I, I knew in... So, for example, in my field, in, like, CNC machining, mm-hmm. so that's, like, machining oh, things. Oh, I did CNC machining. Like, it's part of mechanical engineering, right? Like, my CNC. models would go into, like, CNC. Like, for example, my 3D printer right now uses G-code, which is the same mm-hmm. as the CNC would use, right? Like, they already use, like, the robotic arm with the lasers that would pick up parts and move it. So, pretty much what they'll do is they'll put two CNC machines next to each other. And for efficiency, it's more efficient if this one machine only does this one thing. Like, say this machine only drills a hole, and this machine only cuts the circle, like, around the, the the disc or something like that right so they'll have one arm between the two and they'll put the metal in here i'll cut the hole it'll move the part to the next one and they'll mm-hmm. do the circular processing so like i've seen that like almost a decade ago already so i already knew it's like a thing that's you know like the whole automation process and like manufacturing is very relevant right mm-hmm. but like what if what if 
my only fear is like I hope they don't throw the programmer under the bus, right? Like, what if they oh, made a drone to kill something and they actually killed something it wasn't supposed to kill? I feel like that only happens in movies when they're looking for someone to blame. Mm, for now, <laughs> most likely it would be the company's fault. Like the closest sure. thing is like Google's cars, self-driving cars. Yeah, if like someone if it gets run if it runs over someone. Yeah, so if Larry a self is out. if a self-driving car runs over someone, but on the screen of a self-driving car they say like, "Hey drivers, you stop to pay attention." Is the driver not at fault or is the programming at fault for being like not vetted enough, right? You know what I mean? Like like if you if you fucked up and accidentally had botulism in your canned food and you sold that, like you're at I mean, but fault. if you were the canner, you wouldn't be at fault. It would be fucking Campbell's fault, right? Right, but then, so like, so the question now is, is it the programmer's fault for writing a faulty code to not realize these real life situations? Or is it the driver's fault for not paying attention? Like, it, you could easily say it's the driver's fault. But at the same time, if I was like some uneducated redneck driver, I would sue the fuck out of this other company, right? Mm-hmm. Saying like, hey, it's your fault and stuff. But then I don't think it would ever go back to the programmer. Okay, so it would just be, like, it even stop in a, at the company? Like, legality sense, if you were to sue the company, then it would never follow, follow uh, back to the programmer. Yeah. Like, it would, if you had a case against a hospital, it would always, it would go back to the nurse or the doctor, whoever was directly in charge of you. But for programming, it would, I, don't, I doubt it would ever go that far. Yet. Yeah. Oh, yes. Maybe you're right. You're right. Maybe in biomed. Right. We're talking yeah. about, like, the future of this stuff, you know? Well, you develop a program to, like, spoon feed someone and just chokes them up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a single man company or something then yeah it's gonna come to you <laughs> uh, some shit like that just add a disclaimer you might get choked <laughs> <laughs> oh done you're, you're good Any we're good guys oh, yeah. we're good guys we're good alright that's pretty cool okay so let's talk about a bit about the future stuff uh, Neuralink what do you guys think of that what's your what's your thought process on Neuralink so I think it's what is, cool what is even Neuralink it's a uh, oh, drill a hole in your head. They put a little thing into it, and it like connects your brain to uh, Starlink. Pretty much <laughs> to Tesla. I actually don't know. Like I know a bit of it is programming, but I feel like the first part isn't really programming. The first part is more electrical hardware and mechanics, yeah. right? Like pr- pr- pretty and much. Privacy. Firstly, what they need to do is they have to somehow get like anything you think of creates a specific electrical signal from your brain. Mm-hmm. If you have equipment sensitive enough to get a whole range of electrical signals, then you can almost know what a person's always thinking, mm-hmm. right? Or what a person intends to act or how they think, right? So, like, the first step, and I feel like I could be wrong, but I feel like they're mainly still trying to concentrate on the first step is trying to get these electrical signals from your brain to some type of device, right? I don't think that that's <clears throat> what that they're step- doing right now. I feel like they've already had that technology. To uh, true, yeah, no, I, I do know for sure they have the technology and be able to because I'm pretty sure I read a study that they did that for dreams. Yes, yes, they did. So that that already exists. But is it good enough right now where they can like how, if they'll be like, hey, I'm gonna drill this hole in your head. How how good is their science already in getting the electrical signal right? Because in my thought is once you get all these electrical signals and once you catalog and log every single one then you can start changing it with a code. Not changing as in, like, you can start interpreting or changing an output with a code once you get all the inputs, right? I always thought it's still not that easy to get an input other than putting a giant thing on your head, right? 
to like put a dime size thing to get as that many signals, I feel like wouldn't that still be the main problem? Because if you could get all the information already, what's stopping them from already just releasing this? I think PR. I always think that there's always so much more technology and technology is so much more advanced than we actually like the like regular layman people know it to be than like government worker or not government workers like the government and like higher professionals or whatever so I'm pretty sure that technology already exists they just need to make sure the public can handle it in a certain way they need mm. to make sure that the PR and the advertising and everything is good enough that people will be real people will receive it well mm. That's some anti-aluminum. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, right here. You're about to get yourself killed. Okay, so you think... So, Viv, in your mind, you think they already have the technology to grab all the inputs? Um, maybe not all. Maybe, like, more than we would think. Okay, so... On a more finer tune. So you think, like, the iPhone 1 of Neuralink is ready? Yeah. It's just not out sure. because the PR is not ready for people to handle putting this, you know, dime size or whatever size thing in their head. Mm-hmm. How about you? Do, you, do Chung, do you know much about Neuralink? I know nothing about this. Do you know much about Neuralink, Kev? Can you... Very basics. I just assume that they have the prototypes, they've done the research, but they haven't done mass mass testing on actual people yeah. and getting all like the regulations and stuff like that. Because it's like, almost like... like It's not like a drug like FDA, but they need some crazy amount of testing for them to make sure they're not short-circuiting people or something. Stuff like that. I'm sure they've tested on animals. Oh, shit. Could you imagine knowing what a pig thinks? I'm sure they've tested on people, too, already. Like, (laughs) Loki. Like, would you like to reduce your sentence by uh, several years? (laughs) There's people that probably volunteer. That's some some Black Mirror shit, right? They get paid for it. That's for sure. Like how they do for clinical <clears throat> trials. There's people that pay to like be the t- test bunny. That's for sure some Black Mirror stuff right there, hey? Mm-hmm. So, do you, are, you're gonna, like, I'm assuming, Viv, you're gonna welcome it with open arms. You're like, give me that cool shit. cool as shit. I don't care about my privacy. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> a regular hole person. in my head right now. <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like if Neuralink was actually something common, then everyone's privacies would be completely invaded. There's no such thing as privacy or, like, socializing anymore. So that'll be terrible. But, you know, it'll be really interesting to see how the world evolves. Do you think it's going to be, like, good or do you think it's going to be chaos? I mean, chaos doesn't have to be bad. (laughs) Instant 90% divorce. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you thought what about my dress <laughs> or you think people are gonna like you know like I think advance. any improvement in technology there's always people that can use it wrong and there's also people that will use it right True. and then yeah. both cases will probably happen at the same time so so in general you're quite optimistic is what I'm hearing I think regardless of what happens, as long as the technology advances, that's pretty fucking cool. And I want to see it happen. True. Even the even if it goes to shit, it's yeah. still kind of cool to see it go yeah. to shit. Right? Just exactly. watch on the sidelines. Yeah. No. Yeah. Before. <laughs> 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 Got to make sure it works first, yeah. and then try it. True. Yeah, true. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Like that's if they're cool. like, "Hey, Viv, do you want to be the first person ever tested?" <laughs> I'm like, "No fucking way." <laughs> Uh, I'll just be a late adopter, you know. But you yeah, guys figure I'll out join bugs in like, first. Like, like a few weeks, if you guys want me to. Really, a few weeks? Okay, if Neuralink came out today, would you actually wait a few? weeks? I would wait like a year. I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna let the general population, you know, test the shit out of it first. Make I sure would, it's. I uh, would be down for a few weeks. 
Oh really? Oh shit. Because okay. I would I would think that like Elon Musk and his team are like very highly educated people. <laughs> and I get some fucking connections. <laughs> one of the first few people to get it. Oh yeah. Right. I've I've seen some movies of some assumptions of some very <laughs> smart and influential people. Um albeit they are just movies, uh I would be just a tad scared. That's for sure. Yeah, it's scary, but isn't it so exciting too? Um, yeah, no, I think for sure. That would make life so exciting. Can you imagine if you had a chip in you and you had to constantly go to like the lab and they'll be like, "Oh, let's see how this works. Let's see how what this is doing, what that's doing." And you gotta be like head first on a team working on something that will revolutionize the whole world. That's no. pretty fucking. Cool. I don't want to be the first one with brain. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to be the first one with brain. I mean, yeah, I want to work that science, that's first. like, all right, if I get any brain damage or become any sort of vegetable at all please just off me please <laughs> pull the plug i'm like the the late bbm blackberry messenger you know <laughs> I, I waited till they figured it out and then i'm like okay the bugs are smoothed out you know i'm not gonna start twitching in my sleepness <laughs> i'm not gonna like suddenly wake up and deposit deposit all my money into the russian account okay this is good Let's uh, let's try it now. It'd be so cool though. Imagine if you're sleeping and someone hacks you and you're like, "Fuck, where am I going?" <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah. just awake and you see your. I I, I do think the coolest thing is if you're ever able to like upload your brain. That's pretty cool. I actually think someone. I think in our lifetime you would be able to upload your brain, but I think oh, I very think so late in our lifetime though, like not early. I actually think it's still taking a, quite a while. The virtual world. I don't know. I don't think it'll take as No, I, I actually think it's a lot later. I think there's many more steps in between before that's a thing. Before the Juniper episode of Black Bears. Okay, yeah. Thing. That that's a that's long time. Uh, that's uploading your brain. That's like, oh, if like you can do that fully. Yeah, like if you fully upload your brain, that that's unconsciously yeah, yeah. unaware of it. Okay. Well not Thinking, you you could you, still be you, conscious. If you think about the metaverse, it's almost along the same lines. Like you're pretty much doing the same thing. You're uploading your entire life on there. Yeah, but having some emojis. You're have enough data on there that you can upload your own brain. It's not gonna be. You no no. I think there's a difference of uh of what the but AI having... approximates your brain to be and what your brain actually is. I think is very significantly different. Yeah, having the personality and having the same thing yes. that was in Black Mirror in the Juniper episode that, that's gonna take a long time. I, I think that's that's a late yeah. our lifetime type of thing. It's it's, it's maybe not even our lifetime. Yeah. Late our lifetime maybe I I'm I'm gonna live forever, so <laughs> my lifetime, right? So that's how it is for me. Um, okay, the next part is AI. So, like, there's always talks about Elon Musk scared of shit about AI and all the shit it's going to do. Uh, what do you guys see? Like, I, I see potentially some scary shit. Like, if, if AI is going to start, like... if Okay, once they say, like, AI and maybe, like, a gun or something, I'd be like, oh, fuck and that. And the what? Yeah. And, like, a gun or something like that? I'd be like, oh, no, fuck that guy. <laughs> like, oh like, I'm already iffy with AI and a knife? Like, what AI and a gun? There was a new one that came out recently. <coughs> At first, like, the first robot that got really popular was Sophia, and then there was another one. Well, isn't, uh, like, you guys ever see those hot pot videos where there's that robot that comes to your table and gives you your fucking food? Yeah. That's kind of cool already. Serves you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what would that be? If you guys had to think about it, okay, that's probably, like, image coding, that's, like, some detection, right? Some, like, physical detection of things around it. Some map it has to know of like the area where it's going, right? To not bump into things. Because I remember 
when I was in Vancouver and I was eating with Lynn and Joyce, there was a robot that came and gave me some dim sum. For a second there, I was like, who the fuck is Lynn? <laughs> there was a robot that came and gave me some dim sum. I was like, oh shit, that's so cool. Like an actual robot. Like, it just popped off the like thing the open and I grabbed my... Similar to the one at Hot oh, Like, 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 uh... That's still pretty cool to see. What's that fat robot from, uh... Oh, that Jetsons? The Jetsons family? Oh. Just, just on rollers. Just going around with rollers, giving your shit. Right? I don't know what called? that one's called. Uh, but any, going back to, like, AI in general, what's, what's, what's the big fear? Like, the big fear surely can't be, like... A bunch of nukes all going off just because the AI thought that that's not what's happening, right? Like, would the fear be like racism? <laughs> no, like, okay, okay. Can you imagine someone creates a really smart ass AI? First thing he says, like, fuck you, N word. <laughs> Okay, no, here's, here's, here's why... That's, that's I, when it would go back to the programmer's fault. Yeah. Okay, here's why I think, why I said racism right away. Okay, so, the AI's only as good... Okay, other than general AI, because like, I'm actually not even sure how you get that good of a general AI, but, like, other AI's are only as good as the information you feed it, right? So if you feed it, like, like 20,000 data points and 19,000 of those are black people in jails, <laughs> then they're, like, wouldn't the AI automatically think, or the trend would be, if you are a person of black color, you are more likely a bad person, if that's the data you feed it, right? Yeah. Like, that's just basic logic. If, yeah. if the data you feed is bad. Now, if the people who are feeding it, sure. like, if the people who are feeding the data are somehow biased, right? So say, say the data is only from Louisiana, right? <laughs> And the data is all about these, like, general population people. Imagine a robot from Alabama. <laughs> and, like... <laughs> true. <laughs> just, a, just a cousin fucking robot. Only make one robot so it doesn't mess with the other yeah. one. Stop instantly. <laughs> but, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, the bias is where you're getting that information from. And if you're giving them what you think may not be racist data or discriminatory data but it outputs a discriminatory output because of the data it gets, then wouldn't that be like... Like, you tried to do the good thing by giving it the general population, but the general population has gone through some racist shit, right? So therefore, yeah. there's some racist output from the general population that's now you're using as an input to the AI, right? Then wouldn't that kind of make a racist robot or a racist AI? I don't know, like, do you guys kind of see where I'm trending? Like, like if the AI went and got all information from university students, and there's 80% of the university students are Chinese people, they'll be like, oh, all Chinese people are smart. You know what I mean? Like, some stupid racist shit like that. Right. I feel like if you were to build a robot and actually get it to that level, then you should be able to have the robot take it, take input, too, and be able to... But, but, but like, that is... Like... What I'm saying before is the AI only learns of what you give it, right? So, like, it's kind of like garbage in, garbage out. If you give it really shitty data, like, <laughs> if you give really it, shitty like, data. for example, if you give it really skewed house prices, or uh -huh. you're trying to guess, you're trying to make an AI to, like, predict what this pr price of a house is, and you give it skewed house prices where you're saying, okay, if it has a detached garage, it's actually worth way more. When in reality, it's a maybe it is, sometimes maybe it is not, sometimes then the AI would automatically think, okay, any houses with attached garage, I'm going to instantly give it an extra $20,000 val valuation, right? 
just some examples I'm giving like kids like shitty input in and shitty input out. Would this racist AI be like one of the big fears? Like it's discriminatory. I mean, eventually it should learn by itself. Like yeah, yeah it, it becomes generalized, right? So uh, like the house thing. Yeah, so yeah. if it finds a house that's not that price, yeah. it'll be like it's wrong and yeah. it'll keep finding the same it'll keep loading those yeah, data the same, points yeah it'll load those but points like, eventually it'll get there where it won't be as biased but like one day it has to make a decision right like for example if you had all the data in the world then there's, there's no point yeah. doing this right there's no general AI if you have all, all the data in the world but you don't right so you're yeah, gonna yeah. come into like nuances and AI doesn't understand nuances right that would be very dumb too I feel for the programmer to just put like a single type of data in it oh the, yeah Again, this is just very general from one source examples, too. right? But like, you see how like this whole like data point racism could be a thing, right? Like, it could be a potential yeah. issue. Right? That's kind of like the same thing as if you were to use AI for a bad purpose. Instead, you could always give it like all the wrong information or all the like negative things for it to focus on. Well, I'm not really saying like humans are bad. Like, I'm not saying like you're using it for a bad thing. I'm saying you had the good intention and you gave it all the data you could give it, but your data statistically was skewed mm. in a way that you didn't understand like you just thought hey this is all the fucking data if i give it all the data it's gonna learn everything i know right because all i know is what i see here right just some fucking racist ais <laughs> it's like raising a child <laughs> yeah, oh, true yeah. true it's like that uh i am mother or something that movie oh, you guys yeah. ever watched that watched on that netflix movie. it was a uh, very intense it was some crazy ai stuff but yeah so I thought it was interesting how, along those same lines, apparently, I never actually read that much into this, but Facebook had two AIs talk to each other, and they started creating a language that none of the programmers knew how to understand, so they had to shut it down out of fear. Oh, yeah. That's like, yeah. That's like yeah. calling pizza and that's Domino's at the same time? Cool. I wish they would have left it running. Make <laughs> 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 the craziest. Th that reminds me that uh, you ever watch the movie Arrival? And there's that alien language. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a really cool movie. Uh, okay, so then, what do you guys think is the fear? Is it like an economic fear, like the AI is gonna fuck up with the stock market? Is it like a societal fear where like you'll have, you know, racist AIs or something? Is it like a military fear where like the military is gonna fuck up the f hardest? Like, who do you think is gonna fuck up first with AI? Is what's causing all this like worry about it? Who? Yeah, so, like, is it the military that's going to fuck up? Is it, like, the, the people on Wall Street that's going to fuck up? Is it going to be, like, a societal thing? Like, like the whole racism thing I kind of mentioned. Like, where is that fuck up going to come from, you think? I think the biggest fear, in my opinion, is just the military one. Because that's actually lives. That's going to be, like, messed up. But I don't even know how they're going to do it. Yeah, off the top of my head, I was going to say military or big corporations or people who have a lot of money and they just want to essentially gain more power under their hands so they could always use technology in a wrong way. True. And people who have a lot of money can get that, make that happen, like, really fast. And they could always pay, like, the smartest people, whatever, in order to get that done for them. Right. Well, I'm just thinking, like, hey, military, how is it going to be, like, what if... They have cameras everywhere, and they're, like, tracking our faces now and shit, right? Like China? Yeah, like China. Just like China. Isn't that one of the scary ones? Like, you don't want all that data with the government, right? Yeah, I guess. Because then, if, for example, if they have cameras everywhere, they could, if they wanted to, they could make a storybook of your life. 
because they'll know exactly where you are at almost every point of your life. Like Google Maps? Yeah, like, yeah, Google, like Maps. Google Maps. <laughs> and Google Google Ads personalization. So do you guys think... Uh, I, should I don't know. My opinion on like having my data stolen is very different from everyone else's, I think. Because I feel like I'm just a number in a population. If someone has my entire data, it doesn't really actually matter. Really? You want to sell that shit? Like, if I... Obviously, if someone steals like my banking information, there's things I can do to backtrack that because it's obviously not me doing it, right? They have plans in place for that. And if, if some big corporation like Google steals my data, it's not that big of a deal. I'm just literally a number. Like, I'm just another person who has, like, a job and does this life, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not that big mm-hmm. of a deal. Right. So in terms of, like, data security breaching from big companies, I don't really care. And I feel like things like facial recognition software and stuff like that... Like, if I, if I loaded up your whole Instagram onto, like, some image processing software, mm-hmm. and then I put it to every camera out there that I have in control, can I probably find you? Like, God's eye thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably. I think there is something like yeah. that already. There's so, a camera you can buy that... So, can, does that not kind of give you a little bit of fear of having your data out there, or not really? I mean, I'm not doing anything wrong. <laughs> For now... <laughs> For now, you say. But I can see how it can be very problematic, like because of the movie, The Circle. I think it was. No, it was the like. Golden, no, it's, no, it was. No, no, no. It's called The Circle. It has uh, Emma Watson in it, and she works for this company uh, called The Circle. It's essentially like Google, and she's one of the first people that publicly broadcast her. <laughs> what the fuck is that? She publicly, yeah, that uh, show okay. or that movie. She publicly broadcasts her entire life, like twenty four seven, and eventually she finds that there's too many people giving input on her life, and that she gets no privacy at all, mm-hmm. and that like everything she does, everyone knows. So like when she takes a bath, everyone can see, everyone can know. When she like has a fight with somebody, people can know. I I can see how that part can be very like hard on your life. Isn't and it? every single moment of your life, like, the hard times, private times are, like, broadcasted. Right. And, like, everyone knows about it. That could be pretty annoying. But oh. in terms of, like, your general data, like, oh, this is your age, this is what you do, this is where you've been to in the last five years. Like, who cares? I don't like to share any of that shit. <laughs> like, if someone texts a speech on my podcast, they'll probably learn everything about me if they really wanted to. And my podcasts are all out for you. But if it but... was a big government body, like, or not government body, like, a big corporation like Google, does it really matter yeah you're pretty much just a number you're a statistic until you're like, a, like a name and a face you're a, you're just a data point really until you get in their way <laughs> are you gonna get in their way <laughs> until you it's like isn't the biggest fear of this movie eagle eye where the ai is like the only way to save humanity is to kill all the leaders of the u.s government and reinstate a new government and then that's what they did in the movie and shit. Or that's what they tried <laughs> to do. Like, if you're a more important person, like a Barack Obama what if, what if, data... Okay, what if you want to become an important person? Wouldn't this be, like, something yeah. holding you back now? Having your data so. out there? It would be. Like, having that one time you got, like, shit-faced, all the like, <laughs> circulation. <laughs> or, you know, that one time you got blackface, you know, yeah. blackface costume. <laughs> then your goal is to get to Elon Musk's level, and then you can, like, smoke a joint on a podcast, and no one would give a shit, and your stock is still You just need to fuck you money, is what you're yeah, saying. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah, I don't know. How about you, uh, Chung and Kev? What's your? What do you think is the biggest fear in AI? Like, what's your? Like, there's obviously good things. I'm not touting. Like, I, there's way too many good things to talk about. That's why I want to talk about the bad thing. Like, what do you guys think is gonna be the one, the first thing that's gonna be like, oh fuck, maybe we should slow it down in just a second. Eh, no really thoughts about that. I just like just thinking like maybe just 
the general populace just don't don't trust the AIs and they just go on riots or something. Yeah. <laughs> they, they took our jobs. <laughs> yeah, <It's> unknown. <laughs> so like, you think, like, you don't think there's gonna be anything that's gonna be like very scary, detrimental that's gonna happen with AI, or you think they're in safe hands right now? Well, yeah, like you I think guess. I guess what I guess like guys. security robots, mm. like they they can do some damage. But yeah. What about you, Kev? Hmm. Pretty much the only thing is, I don't know. It's kind of like up to the people that use them. Like inherently, AI is not going to be bad mm. unless you use it for bad. They like you create a bunch of army of robots that just go and kill people. Right. Okay. So you're like. like you are fundamentally with the whole like it's a baby thing like it's yeah. up to whoever kind of grows it yeah. that one AI that one general or specific AI yeah it's like yeah I think it's like a powerful tool powerful thing and whoever uses it is like how it's gonna be used it's not yeah like you said yeah. it's not good or bad it just depends on what you make out well, of it well no like I'm not saying it is good or bad but I'm just I guess what I'm trying to get out of the question is what do you guys think is gonna be the first Oh, hold up. Let's uh rethink. Like, pretty much right now, everyone's like, okay, full steam ahead, technology development, go, 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 go. What's going to be the first thing that's going to be like, okay, let's take our foot off the gas pedal and let's, let's you know, let's think about some things we didn't think because this fucked up because of this AI is my point of the question, right? My thought was, like, general security, like, you know, people, you know. When you when you give the, the AI people's lives... Yeah. Yeah. Responsibly people's lives. Oh, that is. Yeah. That'd be huge. Well, is that? Well, actually, I guess it's kind. Like, of... imagine if you go to a hospital and you see robots there instead. You'd but be like, but oh, okay, fuck. there are robots <laughs> like doing surgery. I know, but then some some of them are like human control. But what if you just went into a hospital and you saw like one doctor and he was busy with another patient, and the rest of the so-called doctors are robots? Wouldn't you be like, <laughs> so have you fucked up? What's what's gonna happen to me? <laughs> Or you're like actually in the emergency room and you're dying, and this yeah. robot's like, "I'll help you." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just got charged. <laughs> Let me reboot myself. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. That, I just, I was just throwing out that question because I was like, "Robot wonder... comes to help you, and you see it's low on battery." <laughs> <laughs> you have a splinter on your finger. You just all time you chop it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This looks like amputation. <laughs> I guess there was. A, I remember I was listening to this podcast, and they're saying like. Um, cause like AIs don't inherently, like they'll just try to find sometimes the best solution, which may, may not actually be the best solution. So for example, one of them is like this podcast is one scenario they're talking about is like create an AI that gets rid of all spam emails. Right. And one of the potential solution is get rid of all humans because if there's no humans, there's no of these spam, no one's making these spam emails mm-hmm. or making these other bots to make spam emails. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not like you can't just throw out the whole like baby Someone with the bathroom. Someone just makes a bot that makes spam emails. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there are like in like Russia and stuff. There must be, or even in the states. I'm sure there's like spam bots and shit oh, that yeah, people are constantly sure. making. So I was like, oh, where are we? Where should where should we be scared? And my thought was always like, general security is where we should start saying, okay, guys, you can't just give this all all the information you want. You can't just let this roam freely, right? Oh, like, restricted information? That would be pretty bad. Well, the thing is, like, 
I don't know. A part of me also thinks like it's maybe more on the military side mm-hmm. because it's like, okay, we got rid of two towers and then we're in Afghanistan for 20 years. They get rid of two more towers. Are they just going to send AIs in there now and just fuck shit up? Like, I hope that doesn't happen. That's kind of scary. But that's a very dramatic way. I'm thinking more scaled back, just like robots, cameras, knowing your face, knowing where you are all the time kind of thing. I've heard that people in China wear masks. Like, some people wear masks now to hide themselves from the facial recognition cameras. I think it's mostly COVID still, but yeah. No, I mean, like, like, like actual masks that kind of, like, change their facial features. Or oh. they'll have, like, glasses that have, um, they're polarized at a certain direction, so it changes, mm. so it, like, you can't, so you can't actually see, see your yeah, yeah. face. I would do that if I had that many cameras everywhere always looking. But I don't know. Like, yeah. that's my thoughts. I thought of something that's not necessarily AI, but it would suck if, like, technology <clears throat> advanced or went in that direction. It's if there was, along the lines of having restricted information on the internet, if there was some sort of... A few years ago, there was an internet bill that almost got passed that would stop a lot of people from accessing generalized information or basically the free will of spreading information. That would really suck if they actually put that into play. Or there was some sort of AI that limited contact between countries or like sharing certain things that were against what I guess the government would want you to think or it was propaganda or anything that Mm. would fucking suck but or in Minecraft there's a library that gives everyone in other countries free access to information that is like unavailable to you Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. depending on what country you live in if that thing got deleted holy shit that'd be insane too but I also think that same thought isn't it isn't information already restricted? So, for example, if you want to make an AI about, say, uh, I'm trying to find something super general, uh, like colors of cars, just to get the information of all these cars and colors, you probably have to either do the study, which means you're using your own time and money, or you have to pay someone to get you that information. So, like, isn't there still a paywall behind information when you're trying to develop AI? Like, Usually, if I'm a company and I want to develop AI for this thing, say I want to develop AI for my mining project. I already have all this data for my mining project, so I'm just going to give this data to you know some developers. They're going to make me this AI, right? But that's because I already have this data, right? Just to get the data in the first place is already very difficult, right? Like, there's already restrictions in getting data. Like, not... I guess you're saying, like, international and, like, freedom of, like, internet access, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm thinking, like, even if, say, you had a pet project to, like what's you know the size of all dogs or what or ai to to determine um the relationship between a dog size and their temperament right just getting that information itself would be like already restricted right because you either have to go and ask all these people this information which takes a lot of your time and money or you have to pay someone to get you this information so i feel like it's already like, as much as everyone's saying Google with AI, there is some roadblocks to personal projects. But, like, companies, they can do whatever the fucking work. Because they have, like, you know, like social media is collecting the fuck of your data, right? And I'm almost certain they're using that to build an AI to do something, right? Whether it's giving you the ads that you don't want or you do want or, like, you know what I mean? I'm sure they're already using that for something. Because that's, that's what they are. They're information-collecting tools is what... not Like, this sounds very crude and very like kind of like a movie but like i think a part of social media like the way they make money is their data collecting tools you yep. right they're collecting you of who you are 
Yeah, like 100%. And that's how they make a lot of their money, by selling your data to, like, third party. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I'm just a drop in the bucket. So, like, my dad doesn't matter, but I just don't want to put it out there either. I don't know. I'm very personal with that stuff, though. It's better to not have it out there. Than like, to... I know they're going to get it. Inevitably, they will get it. Like, at the very end of the day, they'll probably get it. But at least I'll make it a little harder for them. I'm not just going to, like, spell it out there and be like, hey, here's my dick size. Here's my hair <laughs> color. Here's my height. Here's my weight. Here's all this shit, right? Um... Okay, like, okay, homie. Your ads must not be that personalized then. Oh, it's fucked, dude. No, for for Google. (laughs) Like, Google's still tracking my shit. Like, I need. Google's great. Okay. I'm doing it. I need to get a VPN or some shit. So, ExpressVPN, if you're listening, you can sponsor me. NordVPN. Or NordVPN, so someone. Because, like, sometimes I'll Google, like, oh, how do I 3D print this? How do I 3D print this? And then all of a sudden, like, I'll see some Google ads for some 3D printing oh, shit. Yeah. I'm like, fuck this shit, man. So dumb. Like, 100%. Or, like, depending on who you talk to, too. Like, sometimes I'm talking to people on WhatsApp, and then all of a sudden I'll get ads for that. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> do you think they're, like, that's legit, probably. Hey, they're probably actually collecting yeah. your conversation yeah, and trying to find out what you want. Was oh. it Facebook? Facebook owns WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Facebook owns Instagram you guys, too. Yeah, so they... we, this is the okay. We need go find Mike's Mark Zuckerberg and jump. No, no, no. <laughs> he's a robot. I don't think we can. Yeah, he's a robot. He's an he's alien. Okay, <laughs> we need to get enough people onto Signal, and then we don't have to deal with. WhatsApp's bullshit. Like, you know what Signal yes. is, right? We need to all get on. We know it's a beneficial. Use Signal. Elon Musk. Use Signal. Whatever. I don't know. Like, I want to use it, except no one I fucking know uses it. So I was like, who oh, the yeah, fuck no am I going to talk to? Yeah. Like, I'm very tempted to, like, maybe just get me and Joyce on it. But, okay, this is that personal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but still, it's kind of dumb, right? I don't want another app on my phone, which is... Yeah. Just what, to message one person. Yeah, just to, like that's what made the allure of WhatsApp. But we need to get people onto fucking Signal, and we have to all go on the Signal, so we can give a big fuck you to them. Because I feel like that's I don't know, like that's the future of true free, uh, not free, I guess confidential speech. I feel like I have a bad mindset when it comes to these things. I'm like, oh, it's too much, too, it's too much work to take it down. It's fine. Someone else will do it. But, if it's that big of a deal. Mm, <laughs> Someone think, else will rally and, and you know, stand up for it. But I think the problem is you, your personality. You want to like solve the problem, like not you yourself. You're like you're saying, okay, I can't solve the problem, so like fuck it, whatever, oh, yeah. right? But like, like my, out of my like, scope to yeah. Solve it. I'm not but then my my personality is way more selfish. So I'm like, no, no, I'm gonna protect my shit and like my friends' shit. <laughs> but no, I, like I don't care if you guys want to keep using these like invasive apps or not, right? Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Well, we just gotta convince enough people to go to signal, I guess. Everyone that's listening, you <clears throat> signal right now. Can't you guarantee I'm gonna download it though. I uh, <laughs> yeah, I should I should get it and download it. I just haven't I've been so lazy. It's it's yeah, I don't know. There's it's there's so nothing there's no incentive for you to download it if no one talks to you on it. True. You can talk to yourself. <laughs> so it might be really Hello world. <laughs> Alright, so before we end off, um let's talk about your personal projects. Do you guys have any programming, personal projects, or anything like that? Any, any tech projects, anything cool? Let's start with Kev, you want to start? you have any personal projects? Uh, I'm still trying to get started on some, but yeah, any, no time. Anything you want to share, or is it all super confidential uh, projects? Or? It's just an idea in my head. Like, the idea... Like, you're right. The idea 
the traveling one. Oh I'm my goodness, dude! I swear. There's something I was gonna share it with you the other day. There's something that's really similar now. So you, if you, if you want to get on that, you gotta dude, get on it. I, it's like a what I forgot what website it is specifically. Don't say it. Don't but, say it. Everyone's gonna search it. <laughs> okay, no, I don't remember it at all. Anyways, but it's a website where you can book flights, but you can also see other people's profiles for what plans they have for like their travel no. plans and where they've gone to eat. And their recommendations and their, like, pro- traveling profile in a sense. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh, shit, this is kind of close. X the book flights. I don't want to deal with any of those I know, bullshit But then the profile oh. part and the being able to contact people that are also going on those trips, I was like, oh, shit, that's kind of close. Like, my idea is, like, I want to build this. And I'm just not saying it out there, but you, I'm sure everyone who's talked to me has heard about this idea. I just want to build this as is. And then the the travel website is like, oh, hey, can we, yeah. can we get an ad on your site? And I'm like, motherfucker, you can for a price. <laughs> Cool. Any, any other ideas? We we need to do like one day the four of us need to come back and we do like idea sessions for all these crazy products and not publish the podcast or some shit so that we can fucking make these things. Even though I would probably have the least contribution. Like I'm just the idea guy who have like a bunch of random ideas I think are good, but that's about it. Let me put my Raspberry Pi to use. Yeah, dude, we we have to play yes. around with the rural, the robotic stuff. Is that your project? Getting your Raspberry Pi to use and yes, I need to get doing to other stuff to, for something. I also told a friend I'd help <coughs> them build a bot for their Twitch chat so that their people can process transactions more easily. Mm. <laughs> so those those dude, would be kind of my. I just thought of one when you talk about doing your Raspberry Pi. Okay, it's called. It's gonna be called. Um, the porno secure huh? device. Why is everything so porno? You have a little webcam. <laughs> That's the internet. Need, the is, internet do you not see Joyce? It's all open enough. Like. You have a little webcam connected to your computer, and as soon as someone walks by, it'll make it. It'll, it takes it'll, a picture. No, it'll change the screen. <laughs> it'll change the screen, close your tablet for you, and all that shit. It's just watching yeah. for you. It's just helping you watch out while you're doing your thing. <laughs> There's also called Wait, a door someone lock. has <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's, how use the, that's how you use the Raspberry Pi. It'll connect it and your door will automatically close. Uh, Lights will turn on. Yeah, some shit like that. <laughs> There'll be a little tree here that moves your lotion bottle away from the table. It's throwing it. Yeah, it launches it across the room. How about you, Chan? Do you have any projects you're working on? I know you, you've been... I just have my personal website, personal website. that I created. And react for the, just specifically for interviewing or yeah, finding jobs. Are you like trying? I gotta to... update that. <laughs> right now it's down. You can't really access it, but I gotta <laughs> update it. You gotta, like do some other shit on it, like do some. I don't know. No ideas right now, but I'm probably just gonna update my website. Mm. Cool, cool. I saw this cool thing on TikTok where this girl used her Raspberry Pi to program a essentially a modern version of it, a record player. So she has a RFID scanner underneath the box and then her Raspberry Pi is also under there and then she has these like little little cards that she put a chip in and every single time you scan it it'll automatically connect to her Spotify and play that song. That's cool. Which I thought was pretty cool. Wait. Pretty cool. Cool. Raspberry Pi project. But isn't that just like a Google Mini? Like, can I just say, hey, Google, play this? Well, no, it's like a modern record player. It's like you have a collection. Yeah, you have the collections. You printed the album covers, and you just have to, like, tap it against the box, and her phone will automatically start playing that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't follow. It's not a practical thing. Yeah, it's not practical at all. It's just a cool project. But if it's not practical, wouldn't you want the actual, like, 
record. Like, don't... Okay, don't vinyl record... Okay, other than fucking hipsters. Don't vinyl record players play because it legitimately sounds different from digital. Yes, I have a record player, and I do collect records, and it okay, sounds different. Hipster. But in the sense of that project, that's really fucking cool. It's completely useless. It's mm. way faster for her to just go on her phone and play the song. But then so, if you see it, she like grabs the little thing, uh, taps it. And yeah, like, no, I, I, I get a sense of that. It's like a personal cool. thing you build for yourself. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, You may never be able to sell it, but it's like, oh, it's kind of my own cool Super little cool. thing. Yeah, and okay, then okay. it's funny, because when she lifts the box, it, like all the... <clears throat> All the wiring, everything looks complete trash, but then obviously you just put a box over the whole thing and it looks nice. Mm, that's cool, that's cool. Uh, for me, I have almost zero programming projects really, but I am doing a lot of 3D printing lately. Uh, that does a lot more like solid modeling, slicing, all that stuff, uh, building things. And then eventually I'm going to also work on something similar, the similar like raspberry pi thing but i just have to think of a project i think the easiest way to learn is always like get a project and then as you learn that project you just learn like i actually tried to like sit down for like a good like two weeks like okay i'm gonna learn how to like code uh, or not code but like i know how to code but like i'm gonna learn a new language or something like that but i feel like i need a project i needed to do something not just like learn how to do it. i need to be like okay i have to create this you know mini code to do this one thing that's functional for my life then it becomes like you more should, more motivational. Try doing home auto automation projects. That would oh, be very yeah, useful. Yeah, yeah. That'd very be cool fun. too. That'd be cool. Uh, that that'd be definitely something in my view of doing. You should do that in your new house. Yeah, I was gonna do it, but then this whole breaking thing so uh, postponed mm, it. I guess I'll do it for yeah. you, man. I'll get you all the sensors and shit. Yeah, that'd be so cool. Be like, hey Jarvis, can you open my window? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, my. Like, just an example for the project. Like, for example, creating this keychain. So, if, if everyone doesn't know, starting, I think, last week, if you come onto yes. the show, you will get a keychain, a custom-made keychain. Wow, do you really? That oh, my goodness. I built on, like, on my programming, not pro, like, on my AutoCAD type of thing, right? But to be honest, like, I wasn't really motivated to get back into CAD work and shit mm -hmm. until I had this one project of making this keychain. Or until I got my 3D printer to actually do this stuff. Like, getting back into it or learning something new, I feel like without a project, it's like, fuck, I don't want to do this. Like, I'd rather go play some video game or do some other bullshit. So, yeah, anyways, if you guys have any cool personal projects you want to share with us or any cool coding business ideas you oh, want to share with us. I saw another really cool project. It's completely useless, too. But I saw some guy use an LED board, and then he has... Uh, sensors on all four sides and when he like tilts the board you can see the lights like fall over to one side as if it's a like oh. as if it's sand that looks is there something on so all four cool. isn't that just a gyro you just put a yeah, gyro yeah it's like a gyro yeah you just put a gyro and you'll, you'll but it looks so numbers. cool it's completely useless that's what but you like, hey? Okay? You like cool, useless shit. <laughs> Have you heard of cult 3D? No, it's 3D? the part that, like, the project is cool. Do you want to try some modeling? There's a section called Naughties on cult 3D, <laughs> and you can model some dicks. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's some cool project. You know what a cool project is with, you, with making a... Never mind. <laughs> like, these are, these are, like, you know, our good friend starts with an L, ends with Ain. Her birthday's coming up. <laughs> We gotta make one of these, right? Oh yeah. This well, is what, a must. what would her DJ name be? Uh, I don't know, but I was already looking on what model. So we have a friend who's, uh, yeah, very. How do you say? She likes to talk about sex. Well, I was gonna make her this one. 
This male booty anal penguin. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be great for her desk. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly what I thought, too. She should actually just give it to her one day. That'd be fucking hilarious. Right? Uh, but yeah, anyways, if you guys have any cool projects you want to share, um, please put it in the comment. If you guys have any cool coding business ideas that you guys don't have the capability and are too lazy to work on, also comment Oh, that's and another share thing under like dislikes. There you go. Is what? I feel like when, when your friends know you're a programmer, they're always like, hey, I have an idea. <laughs> Can you do this for me? <laughs> <laughs> and then you get like 20 people that come to you and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was yeah, getting yeah, called yeah. out right now. <laughs> no, but um, I get the same thing as a, as like someone who works with mechanics and shit. Yeah. Like they, they yeah. ask me the same shit too. They're like, oh, hey, you know, I thought of this idea for this cool like cooling project and all this shit. And they'll tell me the idea and I'll be like, Thanks, I've heard this five times. It's not the best, not really worth my investment in time, but uh, I'll think about it. But yeah. But yeah, if you guys have cool ideas, you know, please comment, let us know. Um, cool projects you're working on, you want to share, also let us know. Uh, for the YouTube fiends, like, comment, and subscribe. Turn on your uh, notification bell for yep. Spotify. Yes, that too. Uh, and then our next couple podcasts will be interesting. So next week we'll have one on Chinese New Year's. So that's our Chinese New Year special. Because um, yes, we are Asian. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, Wait, well, you it's not like Holy it's shit. not like we had a Hanukkah special. So <laughs> there was a yeah. Anyways, um, and then maybe something related to Valentine's Day. Maybe a Valentine's Day special. We'll see how okay. how depressed Viv gets. But uh, oh, no, let's do it. yeah, and then I think my. My one of my relatives want to come on to one of the podcasts, uh, a board games one. I think you guys know who. Your brother. Spoiled. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you just ruined it for everyone. Oh, oh, I wonder who. <laughs> Shut up already. Just kidding. <laughs> um, and then maybe we can convince this friend. Uh, maybe one relate to pets. Yes, you um, did drive a very good bargain recently. I did. I did. These keychains are... People want these, guys. I'm yeah, telling you. Limited like, edition. Yeah, limited limited edition. edition. Especially after you color it. Like, it's actually right. completely custom. Like, this is mine. So, if, uh, maybe... Should we put... Should we post... We don't have any social media other than YouTube on the show. Hey, let's make a social media no, no. account. Can you put pictures on comments? What? There's a community tab in YouTube. Um, uh, I was gonna say, like, yo, we should show them how cool some of these are. Like, sure. I don't know how to show our like listeners how cool some. Maybe we should have, like one. No, I don't know. I was just gonna think like one picture of our YouTube thing is like one of these instead of. We could do that today, for this podcast. But your drawing is pretty cool too. That's right. Exactly what I wanted to. So hear. Like, I don't want to see your drawing. Maybe we need like both, but I, I don't know how to. I, I don't want to deal with that shit right now. Or maybe in the thumbnail, we have a different picture from the video. Oh, genius! And the thumbnail picture is the picture of the keychains of that week. No, no, no. The thumbnail what? has to be the picture what? of what the podcast is about, so people would be like, "Oh, that's what the podcast is." Oh, and when is. they actually watch it, it turns into a keychain, and then they'll see the keychain. Oh, okay. Or sure. vice versa, whatever. Vice versa. But anyways, yeah. So if you guys come on the podcast, there's gonna be a keychain. I'm also thinking for um, multiple, like people who come on more than once from now on. I might custom make you only them. Get one yeah, you only get one keychain. Yeah, you only get one keychain. Well, no, if they want to make a different colored one. They could like, okay. I, I'm I'm not against that. But I was also gonna like build them something like custom, like 3D print them. Like maybe 
maybe hear me out. You get a dick. <laughs> you get a dick. <laughs> you get a dick what about a glowing dick? <laughs> yeah, maybe you get a glowing. Okay, I have to get glowing PLA. That's another more investment for me just to make you a glowing just tell dick. Tell us the size you need and we got it. Yeah. I'm going to buy one glowing dick model. I'm going to pay the money for the glowing dick model and I'm just going to keep printing you want this a baby? for me. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I hope. Uh, just let us know, guys. So. People don't know, and you're listening to this. You want to come on the show? Just let us know. Uh, Viv and I are super chilled about it. We we just we're just starting to make schedules for the next months, right? So we just keep trying to fill in the weeks and stuff like that. So that'd be cool if you guys can come on the show. If you guys want to come on the show, I'm sure all the listeners know us. If you don't, throw us a comment. And if you live anywhere near us in Edmonton, I'm down for the show. <laughs> What's <is> going on? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, other than that, that's that's it for this week's podcast. So we'll see you guys next week. Uh, probably our Chinese New Year podcast. Thanks right. for listening. Bye. Bye.